Hello, welcome back to The Wire Podcast. I am your host, Ryan McCrary. I am back here today with Thomas Smith. We are going to be going over the NFC Conference of the NFL, kind of doing a little bit of a preview, and we're planning to do this for both the NFC and the AFC. We're going to go through each division, talk about each team, and just kind of preview what we expect from them this upcoming season during the uh, the 2023 NFL season. Uh, Thomas, I'm glad to have you with me. Yeah, dude, I'm excited. We're, we're getting closer to football being back. Yeah. It, still a ways to go, unfortunately. Yeah, it is. I, I'm really excited, though. This will be a fun podcast. We're out, we are outside right now, so if you hear any weird noises, that's why. Um, but we can go ahead and dive in. Um, and we'll start out with the NFC East. Um, and the way I have it sorted is we'll start with uh, the team that has the highest projected win total for each division, and we'll go, go down from there. So starting off um, in the NFC East, we can, we can talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, a team who was in the Super Bowl last year um, and is projected to, I believe they're projected to have the most wins in the NFC this year. Um, really good team. What are your thoughts about the Eagles heading into next season? Oh, yeah. I don't think they have, like, regressed very much from last year. Honestly, if anything, they may have just added more firepower. Now, they did, you know, they lost a few key pieces on defense from last year. They lose Javon Hargrave, who was a double-digit sack interior defensive lineman last year. They lose him to free agency. They also lost, um, uh, what's his name, the linebacker. TJ they, they lost both their linebackers. They lost TJ Edwards and, and Kaiser White. Kaiser White, yeah. So they lost both of their linebackers, so you'll have, you know, two new guys have to kind of step up. But, I mean, they drafted N'Kobe Dean last year in the third round, which was super value pick, who should immediately step into that, like, starting linebacker spot. You know, they've drafted Jalen Carter uh, this year to kind of hopefully fill in for Javon Hargrave. I feel like they've just done a really good job in the draft at, like, taking players – not necessarily for the right now because they're so stacked, but like, oh, we're probably going to lose these guys. Cool. Draft the guys that can just plug and play once we lose these guys. Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting to see because the Eagles are pretty much bringing back the same roster that they had last year. There yeah. aren't many changes. Um, the changes that we did see them make, obviously the linebacker core is going to be a lot different. We'll see if the Kobe Dean can step in and, and play well in that role. I think he can. He's really good. I liked him coming out of college. I thought he was great at Georgia. Obviously, injuries cost him to fall in the draft. Um, so their, linebacking, their linebackers are going to be brand new. Um, and also, they're going to have a, a pretty much a completely different running back core. Well, like their, their running, running back, back room is kind of wild. Like, it's pretty good. Now, Miles Sanders had a great year last yeah. year. But, like, they replaced Miles Sanders with DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny. Yeah. And they still have Kenneth Gainwell. Their, their running back room is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. And they didn't invest that much into no. Rashad Penny or DeAndre, or DeAndre Swift. Because, like, Rashad Penny... I think his deal is only a one-year deal, and I think it's only $2 million. Yeah, it's not a lot at all. Honestly, robbery. And then they um, – what they trade for DeAndre Swift? A seventh-rounder and – They, like, uh, swapped uh, seventh-rounders with the Lions and then got a, and then sent a fourth-rounder. So yeah, they basically just gave up a fourth-round pick for DeAndre yeah. Swift. Um, so, like, I, their run game is going to be awesome. And, like, their offensive line is great. Yeah, offensive so, line is still good. They did lose uh, their starting right guard from last year, Isaac Samalu. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, 
they're either there's honestly two guys that are going to replace him. It's either going to be Cam Jurgens, who they drafted last year. Now they drafted him last year, I think in the second round. And I think the idea was more to replace Jason Kelsey at center eventually. Cause he is, I mean, uh, Cam Jurgens is very much like a center. Yeah. He's, he's not necessarily built to play guard, but he, I, I suppose he could slide out to guard, but they also drafted Tyler Steen this year from Alabama who played tackle at Bama, but most scouts were projecting him to guard. Right. Yeah. So it's either going to be Tyler Steen or Cam Jurgens in that right guard spot. But I mean, they just pretty much have a lot of plug and play guys that are just going to, I mean, just replace these guys and potentially play even better. Yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna have pro- like potentially the best run game in the NFL because oh, you yeah. have like an elite run blocking offensive line. You have Jalen Hurts, who is like one of the best rushing quarterbacks in the league right now. You have a revamped running back room with DeAndre Swift, who I mean, if he can stay healthy, he's great. Um, and he can provide value as both a runner and a uh, receiver. And then you have Rashad Penny, who is a monster. Like when he's healthy, he is super efficient. Um, and behind that Eagles offensive line, like he's gonna be insanely productive. Yeah. Especially like if Swift gets hurt and he has to be the main guy. Like the Eagles are gonna average like around <laughs> maybe around like six yards per carry next year. Yeah, which would be, be by far the most in the league probably. Yeah. They're, they're going to be great. There's honestly nothing that's going to change that much, I feel like, about them from last year. Yeah. Oh, did you know that they signed Greedy Williams? I did know that, yeah. That's, that's I did fun. know that. I loved him coming out of LSU. Yeah, I did, I did too. Browns, I guess. So it's really interesting. They had a lot of free agents, or a lot of players from last year's team who were free agents coming into the offseason. Yeah. And they re-signed like, a, a vast majority of them. Yeah. Like, they didn't really lose anybody. I believe... I thought they were going to lose Bradbury and Slay, and then they yeah, were able to keep both of them. They brought both of them back, which is huge. They brought back Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. They also brought back Lane Johnson. I, I believe. I'm pretty sure they re-signed him. Yeah. I, I, it was either a re-sign or a... Uh, like redid his contract. Okay. I don't remember. Um. So yeah, like they're bringing back almost their entire team. Uh. And they really don't have a lot of holes in their on their roster. Like really, their only holes are like their third wide receiver and their linebacker. It's not even really a huge hole. Like, so yeah, they have um Quez Watkins and Olamide Zacchaeus. Yeah. It's, so I mean, those are two like guys that have played a decent amount in the NFL. Yeah, for sure. So what what do you what do you expect from the Eagles? Do you think that they're going to come out of the out of the NFC and potentially win the Super Bowl? I would expect that they win the division. I do think that it's probably closer than people f- would think. I think the Cowboys are a really good team. I know it's the Cowboys, and they just tend to yeah. kind of choke, but. I think it might. It's gonna be a close race in the NFC East between the Cowboys and the Eagles. My my bet, if I were a betting man, would be on the Eagles to come out of the NFC. Honestly, as like the NFC champion. Um, but I don't know. It's kind of up for grabs. The three yeah. teams that I'm probably looking at in the NFC right now are like, uh, the Eagles, the Cowboys, and like the 49ers. Yeah. And. Yeah, I feel like those are like the three like contenders right now. Yeah, I would agree. I I think the Eagles should easily come out of the NFC East. That they should easily win the division title, and I think they should easily come out of the NFC. Mainly because we don't know what to expect from the forty nine sure. from the forty yeah, like quarterback. quarterback room. Like we don't know what their quarterback situation looks like, and we'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, like the the Eagles have 
in my opinion, probably the most well-rounded roster in the league right now. For sure. I think they definitely have the best overall roster, at least on paper, in the NFC. Um, And, like, it's probably close with some other teams. I know the Chiefs are really good. Um, but, like, their wide receiver core is taking a step back. Um, but, like, yeah, the Eagles, super talented, and I think that they should uh, be the favorites to come out of the NFC this year. All right, now now we can move on and talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and they they didn't um, have a lot of changes in the offseason, um, uh, especially on defense. It didn't really change a lot defensively. Mainly with them, it's just going to be – like they have a lot of guys coming back from injury, mm-hmm. and they did they did have like a few like key pickups, I'd say. Yeah, I think one of their their biggest losses, um, mainly in terms of like the name, was Ezekiel Elliott. Sure. Right now he's a free agent. I don't he hasn't signed anywhere. Yeah, and I so did he see, could he could technically come back. I did see reports that they might would be they haven't ruled out signing him back. Yeah, but um, honestly, I think that'd be dumb. Yeah, I would just roll with Tony he, Pollard. He's kind of just. Ever since, like, his first, what, three or four years in the league, he was awesome. And he kind of just, like, started struggling a little he bit. He aged like. really quickly. Yeah. Like, really, really quickly. Because he's only 27, right? Yeah. Like, he, something like, like that. he's not even really that close to 30. Like, yeah. he's a few years away from that. And he's still they got to um, roll with Tony Pollard. Tony down. Pollard was phenomenal last year when he got oh, yeah. chances. So, yeah, yeah, Tony Pollard is, is an awesome running back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, their offensive line... Uh, still pretty much looks the same from last year. They did um, – did they sign him this year, Terrence Steele? Or is he already on the team? I think he was already on – yeah, he was already on the team. Okay. Um, well, I know, like, a few years ago, I think he he had to, like, kind of step in to replace Lyle Collins when they yeah. let him walk. The offensive line is still very solid. It's not the Cowboys offensive line right. that we've known that's, like, been so good. But Tyler Smith played really well last year as a rookie – uh, he had to step in a lot at tackle when Tyron Smith went down with injury, um, but he probably slides back over to guard um, for this upcoming season. Mm-hmm. So their offensive line is in really good shape. They still have CeeDee Lamb, who's obviously phenomenal receiver. Yeah. Um, they were able to trade for – or did they trade for him or just sign him? Brandon Cooks. They traded for him. Traded they traded for like him. a fifth-round pick for him or okay. something like yeah, that. They tra- they I'm really Cooks. excited to see him in that offense. Oh, yeah. like literally everywhere he goes, he's productive. He's been traded like four times throughout his career, and he just consistently produces 1,000-yard seasons. Right. Dude's like just crazy talented. Oh, yeah, he's phenomenal. So I, I think he's going to be awesome in that like a... second wide receiver role uh, behind um, CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, he had a little bit of a down year with Houston last year, but a lot of it's like inconsistent quarterback play. Yeah. I mean, they were one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, just um, they were just like a bad loss. just Boston. bad, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, hopefully Michael Gallup will be fully healthy. So I think they have a really good receiving core. Like even like with Brandon Cooks, like last year, like a washed-up T.Y. Hilton even was able to have some like fun little splash plays with the Cowboys. Yeah. So like I think Brandon Cooks is going to be a nice little piece of their offense. I agree. So. The one thing that worries me, so I think the Cowboys are going to be really good offensively. I yeah. don't have any concerns with their offense. Other than their offensive line a little bit, because it's not like quite elite. It's not like great. It's fine. Um, but I'm really concerned about their secondary, because their secondary looks pretty weak. Um, they traded for Stephon Gilmore in the offseason. Um, it's just like really slow at corner we, with Stephon Gilmore and yeah. Javon Diggs. I mean, they're both very solid corners. I think 
it's a it's a pretty good outside duo. Yeah, and you have Jordan Lewis, Donovan Wilson, Malik Hooker. Um, yeah, the the rest of the secondary is not great, but I feel like yeah. Stephon Gilmore and Trevon Diggs is a pretty solid like outside corner duo. Yeah. I think it's just rough if you're going to go up against, like, the Eagles in the playoffs. Yeah. And you're going up against A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith with Stephon Gilmore and Kevon Diggs. Yeah, a little less athletic corners. Right, yeah. Yeah. So I think I think that, that there's, like, some matchup issues there, or there yeah. could be, especially, in, like, in the playoffs. That's fair. But, yeah, I think the Cowboys are going to be a good team. Um, not a lot of changes with their roster yeah. over the offseason, picking they, up Brandon Cooks. They did lose Dalton Schultz, which kind of sucks. He's yeah, been, that he's is He's been true. a very productive tight end. But they drafted uh, Luke Schoonmacher, so maybe we'll see how he I don't even know in. who's going to start for them at tight yeah, end. Yeah, it's either going to be him or Jake Ferguson. I feel like it will, It should be Luke Schoonmacher if you're gonna, or Schoonmacher if you're going to take him with the second-round pick. Yeah, Um, But, yeah, we'll see. I will. I will say they did. They did also draft Maji Smith. Gotta, yeah, I feel like he gets overlooked a lot. Got to talk about him a little bit. And or he'll just bring I mean, him up just because he was a first rounder. He is going to have to start on that yeah, defensive line. Yeah, and, and he'll he'll probably be a good like run stopping nose tackle for yeah. them. Um, but yeah, I think the Cowboys will be pretty good. Don't know what their ceiling is because they kind of have a tendency of like underperforming in the playoffs. Yeah, um, and not just just not looking their best. I don't think they've been like bad. Yeah, and we'll see in how the Dak playoffs. looks too. I feel but like yeah. that's always the question. Like, how well is Dak gonna play this year? Yeah, and Dak's really good. So like, yeah. they they have a high ceiling, um, or they they like they can go far in the playoffs. They just need to be more consistent in the, once they get to the postseason. Yeah. All right, now let's talk about the New York Giants. So the New York Giants had a a weird year last year. Yeah, they did. They made the playoffs as a wild card. Um, and they were just, it was a weird year because they won games, but like their point differential wasn't that good. They definitely, um, got lucky and overperformed and, and won more games than they should have. Um, and then in the off season, they bring back Daniel Jones. They signed him to a, I believe a four year extension. Yeah. And it's a $40 million. Yeah. And then, and, and it is weird because they can get out. They can get out of it after like two years. Okay. Um, and then they they brought back Saquon. Um, or have they officially brought him back yet? Uh, I don't know if he signed the tag yet. Yeah, I know they're trying to bring him back. Yeah. We'll see if they're able to do that. I know they want to. Um, and other than that, I don't know if they've made a lot of significant changes. They did bring in um some like really good rookies like Deontay Banks, Jalen Hyatt. Um, so they have a million slot receivers on their roster. I'm pulling up their depth chart right they now. They also signed Paris Campbell. Yeah. Um, in free agency. It's just honestly like, here's my thing. I do feel like last year they got pretty lucky. I just don't think they're going to be as good as they were last year. Even no, they though, shouldn't be. Honestly, I think their team probably got a little better. Yeah, I just don't think that they're gonna be as good. Yeah, I think they got better because another name, another guy they brought in that we haven't mentioned yet is uh, Darren yeah. Waller. Darren Waller, um, really good tight end. Like when he's healthy, he's like a top five tight end in the league. Yeah, yeah. Um, dude's a stud. Um, another rookie they drafted in the second round was John Michael Schmitz, mm-hmm. center from Minnesota. Should start. Yeah, he's gonna center. start. Like I would be shocked if he doesn't. Um, really good player. I think he'll be good as a rookie. Um, I'm interested to see what Evan what Evan Neal looks like yeah, in year two because he year. like a rough rookie year. Like his PFF grade was like sub fifty. Yeah, like rough. it was it was a rough year for him. Um, but 
I'm not a big Daniel Jones guy. Yeah. I've never been. Um, even last year, like I, I think he does a few things well. Like he does, he's gotten, he's gotten really good at limiting turnovers, um, and cutting down on on tur- turnover worthy plays. And he's a good runner, like a really good runner. And so because of those two qualities, I think that you can that your offense is going to have a decent floor with him. But I don't think your your offense is going to have a high ceiling because I don't think he can handle a high volume of pass attempts right. on a per game basis. Uh, he doesn't attack the deep the deep parts of the field very often. So I think um, we'll see him regress a little bit next season. And it, let's say like Saquon Barkley gets hurt, if that happens and their run game isn't very effective, I just don't see how they're able to replicate the success they had last season. Yeah. I- I, I don't either. Their offense is just weird. Like, their wide receiver room, to me, is one of the weirdest oh, wide so receiver weird. rooms yeah. in the league. It's like a bunch of slot receivers. Yeah. Um, so, I, it's just weird how it all fits together. Uh, I mean, Darius Slayton is for sure, like, going to be their outside guy. Um, I guess Isaiah Hodgins will be the other guy. Mm-hmm. But then, like, everybody else is, like, pretty solid slot receivers. Like, Paris Campbell... Decent slot receiver, Sterling Shepard, Wondell Robinson, like a bunch of guys who are just slot guys, Jamison Crowder, and then Jalen Hyatt, who I don't think can play outside either. Yeah, and he's such a weird fit in that offense because they didn't throw deep, they don't throw like, deep at all lot, yeah. last year. So, I, yeah. And he and he's like a deep threat from the slot. Exactly. So, I, that was a weird pick to me. One thing I will say about the Giants, they have a really – Good young defense. I was about to say, like the the, the front seven is really interesting because they brought back De- Dexter Lawrence, who mm-hmm. was awesome. Oh, yeah. last year. So they re-signed him or extended him. Um, they have Aziz Ojolari, who was a freak athlete. They signed Ashawn Robinson, didn't they? I think so. Yes, and then they they have Kayvon Thibodeau going into year two. Who I'm excited. To extremely see talented. Year two. Um. They signed uh, Bobby Okariki from from the Colts. Yes. So I feel like Xavier McKinney's been a really solid safety. Deontay Banks' rookie year will be fun. Oh, yeah. It's just, uh, it's a very, very fun young defense. Yeah, we'll see if they can play better this year because they really struggled last year. Like, their defense didn't perform that well, which is part of the reason why why I was so surprised that that they won so many games because, like, their passing attack wasn't great. And their defense was like below average. They got lucky, and and, and like a, a big a, a huge reason why they were so successful is that they ran the ball a lot. They didn't throw the ball very often, and that limited how many possessions were were in each game. Which you know, when you have less possessions, that that you know means that variance matters more, and so you can get luckier when there are less possessions. Um, so we'll, we'll see if they can replicate their success from last season. I'm gonna say they don't. Um, and maybe they can make the playoffs, um, but I, I'll say that they, they, they just miss out on the playoffs yeah. next year. But they, but they definitely can make, make the I playoffs I think they're again. in the running to make the playoffs. Yeah. Because uh, their, their run game is yeah. going to be good again, and like the, with Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley. Yeah. The NFC is just not great. Now, they are in the best division in the NFC, I'd say. Yeah. Um, but the NFC is just not great, so they definitely could slip into the playoffs. Yeah, and they have a great coach in, in Brian, Brian Dable. Dable like yeah. Brian Dable had a great first year, so yeah, this is a very interesting team to me. Um, I don't think they're going to be as good this year as they were last year, but we'll see. All right, let's wrap up the NFC East by talking about the Washington Commanders. 
um, a team I am really fascinated by. Yeah. Because, um, as we all know, they are rocking with Sam Howell as their starting quarterback, yeah. a guy they drafted um, in the fifth round of the 2022 NFL Draft. Which, let's just say it, like... Was stupid that he fell that far. He should have gone a lot higher. Yes. It was a... 2022 was a very weak quarterback class, but Sam Howell should have gone way higher than the fifth round. Yeah, I completely agree. And this is a really interesting team because they have a great receiver, in my opinion, because they have a great receiving core. Oh, yeah, they have a great, like, like their receiving core three is really receivers, good. Are especially. You know, Terry McLaurin obviously speaks for himself. Jahan Dotson had a very solid rookie year last yeah. year. Caught a lot of touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Uh, Curtis Samuel's been a very good slot receiver. Then also, I'm intrigued with Diami Brown. I was about to say, yeah, Diami Brown's done a lot in yeah. the NFL, but him, you know, reuniting with his college quarterback and Sam Howell mm-hmm. could be interesting to see if it kind of gets Diami Brown's, you know, career going a little more here. Uh, have mediocre offensive line. They did sign Andrew Wiley from the Chiefs, who's a yeah. solid right tackle. Uh, they were able to draft Ricky Stromberg, the center from Arkansas, who probably starts. Their offensive line's just okay. Um, tight end room's kind of rough. Yeah. Quarterback situation's interesting. Running back situation's also not great. <laughs> like, Antonio Gibson has been so up and down. Um, and Brian Robinson, he was solid as a rookie last year, but I don't really know what his ceiling is. Yeah, I agree. I don't know what's up with Antonio Gibson. He's had like a really good start to his career. Yeah. The coaching staff just doesn't seem to like him for yeah. whatever reason. I'm not quite either. sure. They also drafted Chris Rodriguez from Kentucky, which could be interesting. He's like, that was a yeah. weird pick to me. Cause like, he's very, very similar to like Brian Robinson. just like a yeah. like, really like bruising, tough running back. Very similar. So, mold. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting signing. Also, signed Jacoby Brissett. I was we about to say, to say that's, that. a, that's a really interesting signing because Brissett was kind of, like, all right last year. Yeah. Wasn't bad. Um, like, was really good as a runner, randomly. Yeah. Um, so, like, I think as a backup, like, let's say Sam Howell just, like, it, it just really struggles as a starter. He can step in and be fine for them. So, I, I will be really interested to see how their quarterback situation works out. Yeah. Um, the Commanders also have a really good defense, a really talented defense. Right. Like when they're when Especially their defense is their, fully healthy, their front seven. Oh my gosh, their defensive line is insane. Montez I... Sweat, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Chase Young. Like that is ridiculous. I am praying that Chase Young stays healthy this year and just eats. I was. I mean, I think everybody was, but I loved Chase Young coming out of college. One of the best edge defender prospects that we've seen mm-hmm. in a while. Like, especially one of the most productive edge defenders in college we've seen, too. Oh, yeah. And so, his career has definitely been a disappointment so far. I really hope that he can stay healthy and just eat. Especially on that defensive line, where you already have, like, you know, Jonathan Allen, who's like a game-wrecking defensive tackle. Montez Sweat, who's been also super underrated edge defender. Montez Sweat has been really good. Oh, yeah. I don't feel like anybody talks about him. Deron Payton's also been really good. They did just pay him. in my opinion, they probably just overpaid him a little bit. Right, yeah. Um, so they're either going to have to lose Montez Sweat or Chase Young. I'm going to guess, just depending on how the season goes, I would say Chase Young probably hits free agency after this year because I think they will would be more inclined to pick up Montez Sweat. 
Yeah, what kind of deal would Chase Young get? Because he he's dealt with so many injuries. Yeah, I don't know. It would have to be like a shorter kind of prove it deal. I, I think. Yeah, think. I, I I would agree. I think that would be that would be the kind of deal yeah. he he gets in free agency. Their linebacker core is, is solid. Jameen Davis, um, he's had some flashes of and being a solid player. Right. Um, Cody Barton, David Mayo, and then their secondary also is interesting, interesting to yeah, me. That's really yeah. interesting. Yeah, Kendall Fuller has been a, a very solid corner in the league for a while. Yeah. Um, Cam Curl should be very solid. Been good. Uh, this will be what your three for him. I Something think like maybe. Yeah. I'm not quite sure. Um, Emmanuel Forbes. I, I feel like we haven't talked about him yet. He's a interesting pig. I, I definitely didn't think he was gonna make it like into. What was he? Sixteen? Was it? Yeah, 16 he was sixteen. He wasn't top fifteen. Heading into the draft, like in like forty eight hours before the draft, I was hearing like like Forbes is going first round. Like, yeah, like he's going first round. He is guaranteed. I, just I did not. I did not think he was going to go that high. Yeah, he's an interesting ball hawking corner. Could be really fun. Just super super like slender. Yeah, he's just really skinny. Small. Yeah. The, have you seen the video that the uh, commanders posted on their Twitter? of uh, the draft room. I haven't. Because they were trying to trade up for Forbes. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Yeah, they were trying to trade up with New England. Who did they think was going to take him? Who was at 15? Oh, the Jets, I guess. The Jets were there. I think they I think that they were afraid that the uh, Patriots were going to take Forbes. Interesting. So they were trying to trade up with them, um, and, and the Patriots wanted a third, and they were only willing to give up a fourth. But they ended up getting Forbes anyway. But it was yeah. interesting. Well, because the Patriots traded down and got Gonzalez, which yeah. I thought was great. And what, and what, I don't know if it was a coach or just a member of their front office, but one of the guys in the video was like, um, he's like, are we going Gonzalez or Forbes? And I'm pretty – and I, they even got Ron Rivera in, involved, and they, yeah. they were like, we're going to go Forbes. And one of the guys was like, yeah, I've been on that, like, the whole time. Wow. So they, they really like Forbes. Man. And I think, like, he was really good in college. The issue is just he's 165 pounds, yeah. I believe. That's just a really small frame, um, especially with his play style because he's really physical. Um, but I think he has a chance to be really good as a rookie, super productive. Um, he's going to start for them. So we'll see. I think, I think um, he's better than people think, yeah. I, be- I believe. Um, and I think he could be successful as a rookie, but yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how he how he performs. Yeah. And according to our lads, they have another rookie who who will be their starting nickelback, and that is Jotavius Martin from, from Illinois. Illinois. Yeah. Um. So it'll be interesting to see if he does in fact start and how he plays. Yeah, I think this team's success all hinges on what we see from Sam Howell. Yeah. If Sam Howell can even play at like a slightly, even average or above average, I think they can be a team that probably finishes third in this division. Mm-hmm. I think they could finish ahead of the Giants. Oh, yeah. I think easily. It, they I mean, they definitely Howell, have the talent. Yeah, Sam Howell could also be terrible, and right. they could suck. So, I don't know. This team just kind of depends on Sam Howell, and if they're going to choose to roll with Sam Howell through the struggles, or if, like, if Sam's struggles are they going to just roll out Jacoby Brissett because that's yeah. the thing if they roll out Jacoby Brissett they'll probably be a you know a little below average team to I mean it just kind of depends the NFC is not great they could slip in the playoffs maybe yeah I don't I don't know yeah I think I feel like it's more likely that Sam Howell isn't going to be great but like with Jacoby Brissett there and their their roster 
is talented enough to like be somewhat competitive this year. Yeah. So the fact that they're rocking with Sam Sam Howell and have like been backing him for a long time now leads me to believe that like he's got to be doing something right at practice. Oh yeah, he's he has look to good. be balling out. Yeah, he's got to look look good a little bit. So I'm really interested to see how he plays. I would say that this team finishes fourth in the division. Yeah, I um, would say fourth. I would say the ceiling for them is yeah, three. with a chance to to finish third above the Giants. But um, there's just a lot of unknowns about the Commanders with their quarterback room and really their defense. Their defense last year wasn't as good as it could have been. Yeah. Um, the production just didn't match the talent, so we'll see. They're definitely a really a really talented team who could outperform expectations. All right, so that is the NFC East. Now we can go ahead and talk about um, the NFC North, starting off with the Detroit Lions. Okay. Uh, they have the highest win total in the division. Um, very interesting team. Um, and they did not make the playoffs last year. They just barely missed out. Um and they've had, there's been a lot of noise with this team in the offseason, um, mostly bad because they had uh, they had a few players get suspended and or yeah. cut uh, due to a gambling issue, um, including Jamison Williams, a guy, they, a receiver they drafted in the 2022 draft. So he will be he won't be a part of their team for the first six games of the season. They will be Which without really him. Which really sucks, dude. Which I was sucks. excited yeah. to see him in year two because you know his rookie year spent most of the year hurt, and then when he did finally come back from injury, didn't really get to see the field a lot. I think they were just trying to take it slow with him. Yeah. His only catch on the season last year was like a forty plus yard touchdown. And so it it'll just be fun. I was excited to see what he could bring to this offense this year. But it looks like we're gonna have to wait till after after week six. Yeah, and they're still rolling with Jared Goff. They didn't move off him. They did. They did draft Hendon Hooker. They did draft Hendon Hooker. I don't think that he's. I, I'm not sure what what their plans are for him. Um, they did trade DeAndre Swift, of which we've already talked about. They traded him to the Eagles. Brought in David Montgomery on a pretty sizable one-year deal, I believe. Yeah, and essentially replaced DeAndre Swift with Jameer Gibbs, who they drafted in the first round. Where did they draft him? 12? Yeah, yeah, 12. Which was, I think, definitely a lot higher than any of us right, thought yeah. he would go. But the Lions seemed to be pretty confident that he was going to go if they didn't take him. Exactly. So, if that's their guy, like, I don't necessarily like the pick. But if it's their guy and they were like, we want him, he's going to be a focal point of our offense, then I, I get it. Do what you got to do to get him. Yeah. And then they brought in Sam Laporta, another rookie, rookie tight end from Iowa. Oh, yeah. Should, he should eat in this offense. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he's going to start and be awesome as a rookie. Well, and he's got to start. Their tight end room sucks. Yeah, it's like, like after – because they traded TJ Hawkinson last year. Yeah. And behind him is Brock Wright, who I don't. No. Yeah. James Mitchell and other guys I don't know. So, like, he's going to start, and I think he's going to be awesome. Yeah. Because, like, other than Amon Ross St. Brown, who's a stud, like, they don't have many other great receivers. They have Marvin Jones Jr., who's, you know, solid, always productive, but he's an older guy. And they have, then they have Josh Reynolds. Um, but, like, outside of Amon Ross St. Brown, they don't have a lot of star talent at receivers. So, yeah. I think Sam Laporta is going to eat in a slot. He's going to be awesome. Yes. And I think there is, like, a chance he could be, like, the first tight end to ever win the Offensive Rookie of the Year award. It's possible. I, I don't think it will. Because I think it's like a very slim chance. Tight ends, chance. Won it, tight ends but, just don't, yeah. 
But like he he's that good as a receiver. And that's the thing though, rookie tight ends, with the exception of a few, typically just don't put up good numbers. Yeah. It's like a it's a trend. Kyle Pitts did. Kyle Pitts is one of the exceptions. Like he had a thousand yards as a rookie. Yeah. But yeah, like rookie tight ends usually don't perform very well right, right. off the bat. Um, the Lions also have a great offensive line. Oh, their offensive line is it's stacked. Probably the best in the NFC North at least. Like it's ridiculous. Um, I think the big thing with the Lions, probably the one thing or the one factor which will determine how far they go next season is their quarterback. Like, Sure. I mean, Jared Goff had a great year last year. Does he come into next year and have a similar type of year? I think he very well can. They kept, is it Ben Jones is their offensive, or is that, what's the guy's name? No, I think you're right, yeah. Ben Jones is their offensive coordinator? I can look. Um, But I think you're right. Um, The... So last year, last year was weird. So Jared Goff was really, really productive in terms of like counting stats, like passing yards, touchdowns, interceptions, things like that. Yeah. But he was also really efficient. Like he had a high passer rating, a high adjusted net yards per attempt. Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson. Ben um, Johnson. That's the offensive coordinator. And he he had a a great. I mean, he was a very good offensive coordinator last year. Was able to be very creative. So I just feel like their um, offense, honestly didn't get worse i feel like it did get better right yeah adding jameer gibbs especially if you didn't like deandre swift because it felt like the organization just was not in on deandre swift so jameer gibbs seems like he probably gets a lot more now you've essentially replaced jamal williams who you know broke barry sanders rushing touchdown record last year with david montgomery who might be an upgrade? Yeah. I don't know. It's probably close. They're probably a very similar right tier of running back. But if not an upgrade, I would say like the same. Yeah. Um and I, then, I would say it's an upgrade. I do think there's a reason why he got paid why he's getting paid eighteen million dollars this year. Yeah. Um but yeah, they their running back room's gonna be great. Their their run game's gonna be good or it should, uh, with their offensive line. Um and like I was saying, like I think it, it all depends on, on how well Jared Goff plays because last year was super productive, efficient in terms of his production, but his PFF grade was really low. It was like bottom half of the league, like in the 20s, and he had a higher turnover-worthy play rate uh, than his big-time throw rate. So um, I think that he was probably worse than his production indicates. I got you. Um, when you said PFF grade, you meant like he ranked 20th, right? Yeah. Okay. I was like, he did. There's no way he had a PFF grade no. of in the twenties. No, his PFF grade was like in the in in the seventies. Okay. Um, but it did rank in the in the twenties. In the twenties, out of the quarterbacks. I got you. Um, so I think that he possibly uh just under like overperformed, or or his numbers make you. him look better than he actually was. So that's something to look out for. Um, and then defensively, yeah. not a lot of changes. I feel like they did, you know, draft Jack Campbell, linebacker from Iowa. Uh, they also signed Cameron Sutton, corner, um, who was with the Steelers. Um, they, I believe they also brought in Emmanuel Mosley. They did bring in Emmanuel Mosley, who was really good with the 49ers, but I think he either tore his Achilles or he tore his ACL. I can't yeah. remember. I know those are very different. But um, he, he had an injury last year and so wasn't able to play. But I think they signed him to like nothing. Right, they signed yeah. him for nothing, and he should 
he should play very well, I would yeah. think. And then also, they also brought in CJ Gardner Johnson. Yeah, they did. They, they did bring in CJ Gardner Johnson. So they they kind of revamped their secondary, which yeah, needed it. They, it did they need also it. traded um, away Jeff Kuda. Uh, Jeff Kuda. Jeff Okuda, yeah. yeah. And so, they brought in Brian Branch in the draft. It's going to be an interesting. Like their secondary is going to be because I would assume that Branch probably plays slot corner and CJ Gardner Johnson ends up playing one of the safety spots. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Kirby Joseph, also a guy who had a really good year last year as a rookie, I think had three or four interceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they they have a very solid defense. I'm excited for Aiden Hutchinson in year two. Oh, yeah. A lot of these pass rushers that were rookies last year, I think, can have a big jump this year. So I'm excited about all of those guys. And they have an interesting defensive line, or, or like an interesting front seven defensive line. Yeah. And they have Aiden Hutchinson, Ali McNeil, John Kaminsky, who was with the Falcons uh, way back when. Uh, Josh Pascal, Levi, Levi on Muzurike, Romeo Okwara. Romeo like, Okwara has been like, very players solid on yeah. that D line. Yeah, it's a uh, yeah, it's a it's a nice nice team. To me, I would say that the NFC North is theirs to lose. I just don't think that the Vikings, especially with them trading Dalvin Cook, I just don't think that the Vikings are gonna be like, oh, they are the favorites in the NFC North. Like last last year. You know, obviously it was the Packers, but the Vikings, you know, pretty easily won the NFC North. Going into the season, I mean, the Packers were like the favorite. Right, yeah. Um, But I feel like this year, it feels like it's the Lions to lose. Yeah. The Lions are weird. So, I I don't love their roster, but it's also not bad. Um, I think they've gotten better defensively. We'll see what Jared Goff looks like. They were – this was a team that I was like – Praying would go after Lamar Jackson yeah. when he was available, um, or when he was possibly available. So um, they definitely can win the NFC North, and they probably probably will. Like they had a higher point differential than the Vikings last year, and the Vikings won the division, and the Lions didn't even make the playoffs. So yeah, I think the Lions um, were were good last year, and I think they'll they'll be able to replicate what they were able to do last year, um, and they could could possibly. Uh, win the NFC North. Yeah. All right, next up, we'll, we'll move on to the Minnesota Vikings, a team who had a really good year last year. Won 13 games, I believe. Um, like They had, a, had an incredible year last yeah, year. Yeah, they did. Um, won a ton of games, and then proceeded to get put out by the New York the New York Giants. <laughs> so, yeah, kind of uh, wild. Very weird year for them last year. Um, I'm pulling up their depth chart right now. So, on offense... Um, they they brought in Jordan Addison through the draft receiver yeah. from USC and very very good pick. Yeah, I think that's a great pick. He will complement Justin Jefferson so well. Uh, they didn't really have like KJ Osborne. I guess was like their number two guy last year, and so now you feel a lot better with KJ Osborne being like your number three and having Jordan Addison probably step up to that wide receiver two role. Yeah, I think he's gonna be awesome. Like yeah. this was like the perfect fit when they drafted him. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, it's like, great. I think he's gonna eat. They also have a decent offensive line, yeah. like Christian Derisaw. Christian Derisaw has been really awesome. good. Great young left tackle. Brian O'Neill has been a very solid right tackle for them. Interior is, I would say, average. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, if you have two very solid tackles and your right. interior is average, it's a pretty good offensive line. Yeah, I agree. Um, last year during the season, um, they brought in TJ Hawkinson. They traded for yeah. him from the Lions. Um, he's a good tight end. They have Kirk Cousins. Um, some people hate him. Um, some people love him. Like I, like Sam Monson from PFF from the PFF podcast, yeah. uh, had him ranked as a top ten quarterback. 
um, which I probably disagree with. But yeah. he is he is a, a, a solid quarterback. Um, they also have Dalvin Cook. Well, we'll see. For now. <laughs> yeah, I think he gets cut. Yeah, I think he does too. I think he's probably cut. I don't know where he goes, but Dalvin Cook does probably get cut. And that's going to be a weird running back room if slash be, when he does get yeah, cut. Alexander Madison will be the it's guy. It's probably going to be Ma- Ma- uh, Alexander Madison. And then Dwayne McBride will be your, your number two, I would assume. Once Cook gets cut, like McBride becomes a really interesting fantasy running back. Yeah, for sure. Like, really interesting. For sure. Very good running back at UAB. Yeah, I, I'll be interested. I feel like he did... Where did he go? Seventh round, right? I thought he was going to go a lot higher than that. He went low. I'm trying to remember I think why he went round. low. I don't know. I, it, it, I think it was due to injury, but okay. I'm not quite sure. Um, but yeah, uh, really, really talented offense. Yeah, they're, they're they have offense. a lot of good pieces. Uh, Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. And to me, yeah. like, he's he's probably in the same tier as Jared Goff to me, just like, I know you'd probably disagree. No, I would agree. Okay, I would say he's definitely higher up in the tier, but they're in the same tier to yeah, me. Yeah, they're in the same tier as, like, guys who, like, if you, if everything's perfect. They, yeah, if they, they have good can, pieces around them, they can have very productive seasons. But if not, like, they're, yeah. they're not going to... They're, they're not, they're they're not, not going to carry floor, a team. They're not floor raisers. Yeah, exactly. They're And they're not even really ceiling raisers either. Like, to me, it's like guys like Kirk... Uh, Jared Goff, Jimmy G, like those kind of guys that like when yeah. put in the right situation can be very successful with a team and take them far. Yeah. Um, last year, my thing, I just thought they should have been better because yeah. I, th- I thought their offense was worse than it should have been because I thought they had a, a fine offensive line. They had the best or arguably the best receiver in the league in Justin Jefferson. They added TJ Hawkinson. They had Dalvin Cook. I thought their offense should have performed better, and I thought that Kirk um, wasn't playing as well as he could have uh, with the supporting cast. So that's why I was critical of him last year. But I think this year that their offense has a chance to be um, really, really good. And this will be year two for their head coach, right? Um, Kevin O'Connell. Kevin Uh, O'Connell? Yeah, it's either year two or year three. Okay. Maybe it's year three. I think it's I year think three because I think him and Dan Campbell got hired the same year. Yeah. So um, I think it's year three. So we'll see what their offense looks like. I think I think their offense has a chance to be really good. And on defense, they added some pieces uh, in the offseason. Their defense is kind of rough. They added Marcus Davenport uh, from the Saints. Who has to essentially, I guess, come in and replace the Darius Smith. Yeah. They brought uh-huh. in Byron Murphy. Good corner. That, that is a good pickup. Yeah, I like good that. Corner. And he has to come in just replace Patrick Peterson. I don't know. I just felt like they didn't get any better on defense and they might have arguably gotten worse. Yeah. Their their defense was terrible last year. And I like Byron Murphy, but he's not good enough to really change how no. had their defense performs. That I much. guess honestly you're hoping for a big leap from a lot of these uh year two guys. Like Andrew Booth and Lewis Seen were two yeah. guys that they drafted a year ago. Um I guess you're hoping that these guys like Figure it out this year. <laughs> yeah, I think Makai Blackman, who they drafted this year out of USC, is might, a yeah, corner. He, he, probably he might, gets he might play time. a good bit. It might yeah. be like one of their better corners year one. I think one. they also either traded for or signed Joan Williams, who's a corner from New England. They, uh, I think they, yeah. either, they either signed him or traded for him. So uh, our lads has him listed as as one of their backup corners. Oh, okay. Um, I'm looking. Did they bring in Jordan Hicks in the offseason? Yeah, Jordan Hicks was also okay. a, an addition, I believe. They still have Daniel Hunter. Yeah, um, it's just their their defensive line looks 
kind of awful. <laughs> Harrison Phillips and Dean Lowry are both decent interior defensive linemen. Yeah, like it's okay. just not nothing like spectacular. And I think both of those guys they just brought in, Harrison Phillips and Dean Lowry. Yeah. Um it's just yeah, it's it's, it's a not pretty bad great. Defense. It's yeah, not like, great. This is definitely an all offense, no defense type of team. Yeah. That's my thing. I feel like Detroit is much more well rounded and they yeah. did a lot more in the off season to kind of right the ship. Yeah. So I, to me it's Detroit's to lose. I definitely can see Minnesota winning the division. I agree. But I think it's Detroit, man. I think they're gonna have a like I feel like under Dan Campbell, they've improved a little bit every year. Mm. And what they do last year, eight and nine and eight. I can look. Or um, eight and nine. I think it was nine and eight. They missed the playoffs, but I think they went nine and eight. Did they go that? They went. Oh my gosh. Okay, I just looked it up, and I saw three and thirteen. That was for the 2021-2022 oh season. I know. I was like, what? They did not go three and thirteen. Uh, they went. Why is this so difficult? Just give me what I want. They went nine and eight. Nine and eight. Yeah, we, I, we found I, it. I think they can win like eleven games this year. Pretty easy. Eleven. Ooh, dang! A little bit of improvement every year. I mean, obviously, from his first year to the last year, big improvement. I just they are a better team. Detroit is a is a better team than last year, and they went nine and eight last year. I just don't think they're that much better where they're going to win 11 games. It's two more games. I know I know that's a decent amount, but, like, I don't know. I could see it, dude. The NFC North sucks. <laughs> I agree, yeah. Like, I agree. the NFC North is not good. It's, not, it's probably not the worst division in the NFC, which is saying something about the NFC, but it's not good. I know. 11 games is a lot, though. Like, that's a decent amount. I know it's a lot, but it's not... As much as it used to be, because now no, there's fair, yeah. you know, a 17 game season. That's fair. I just I, eleven wins, like that's a lot. Maybe they do get to. I'm it. putting my stamp on it right now. <laughs> now that you're you're refuting me a little bit, I'm putting my stamp on it so that when it happens, we've got it on a podcast. I don't think it's crazy. I'm just like, man, I just do not trust Jared Goff enough to. I get that. I get that. Because their offense isn't. I mean, it's good. I just I wish the receiving core was better. I yeah, that is fair. I mean, okay, so I'm trying to think, what was his receiving core looking like when he when they went to the Super Bowl with the Rams? It was what they had Cooper Cup. But Cooper Cup but that wasn't, wasn't that wasn't like that wasn't Cooper Cup yet. That wasn't like he was like the a, most productive receiver we've ever seen. Yeah, Cooper he was Cup. like a supporting cast receiver. I mean, he was like their wide receiver two or maybe even three, right? Because that was 2018 Rams. And so, obviously, Todd Gurley, right? They had Todd Gurley. Yeah, who was like was a beast. Who should have been the MVP. Yeah. Um. And then, Goff. Back then, they had. Did they have Brandon Cooks? They, I think they did. I think it was Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, and they had um, uh, Robert Woods at that point, right? I don't think they had Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks at the same time. Okay. Because I think they. They lost Brandon Cooks and then brought in Robert Woods. So they had Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Sammy Watkins, Tyler Higby. Okay, Gerald so they didn't Edward. have Brandon Cooks. Yeah, they didn't have Brandon Cooks. Okay, so it was a year after then. Yeah, and that that's like, um, and that that year wasn't like Cooper Cup hadn't like broken out yet because yeah. he had less than a thousand receiving yards. Their second le- leading receiver that year in terms of yards was Todd Gurley. Okay, was who was their number one? Cup. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, number one in catches for Todd Gurley, though. So wow. Todd Gurley was yeah, a Todd massive was... part of the offense. Jameer Gibbs. <laughs> Jameer Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs. I'm yeah. just saying, I think they can be really good. Yeah, no, I I, I, and, I agree that they can be good. Yeah. Um, but I think 11 wins would put them at like the top of the conference. Like probably like third. The, the third best team in Maybe? terms of, in terms of like win win loss record. I don't know that it does. No, I don't know that it does because I think you, you think too high. I think that yeah, I think that's too high. I think they're probably like I think that probably puts them in like fourth or fifth. Okay, really? With 11, I mean, Am I'm I just thinking because like Maybe I'm with 17 nuts. game season, essentially 11 wins now is like 10 wins used to be right. So I'm looking at the standings from last year. Okay. Because the Eagles were 13 and 4 or 14 okay, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Uh, 11 wins would have been fifth. Fifth. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I think 11 wins is doable for them. Maybe so. I guess you're right. Because the Vikings won 13, which is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying it. The NFC sucks. It's the not, Vikings it's not, really got lucky. <laughs> the NFC sucks. It's not hard to win 11 games. <laughs> if you're a half decent team, you can win 11 games in the NFC right now. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna close out the NFC North portion of the pod by talking about the Chicago Bears. Oh, we still have my Packers. Don't oh my don't skip my Packers. Ugh. I've been waiting. Sorry, the Green Bay Packers. We're gonna talk about the Green Bay Packers Man. now. Thank you. Interesting team. They lost Aaron. Yeah, Rodgers. they suck. Okay, they just uh, they're bad. Don't by, make me do this. By interesting, I mean they're gonna be unwatchable. <laughs> <laughs> so the Jordan Love era. Has is here. <laughs> We're in the Jordan Love era of the Green Bay Packers, which will be really interesting. He was a interesting prospect coming out of college in the 2020 draft. Very raw, but um, like raw as a passer, but had a huge arm. Um, they also brought in a ton of rookies this year. Like 90% of their pass catchers are going to be rookies this year, it feels like. Um, whoever their starting tight end is, is going to be a, t- is gonna be a rookie. Either uh, and their second string quarterback, yeah. and their second string tight end, like, yeah, either both Luke tight Musgrave, ends, Tucker and they're Kraft. gonna run like two tight end sets so much that like everybody on the field is that's catching passes is just gonna be a rookie, and like or a second year player. Yeah, it's gonna be rookie or second year player because like Christian Watson, second year player, Romeo oh, Dobbs. Oh, I, I am so player. excited for Christian Watson. Yeah, year I two. Thought, I thought he was so good at the end of the year, like yeah. second half of the year when they actually started targeting him. Um, you know, they like quit or Aaron Rodgers quit targeting him after he dropped like his first that target. First of the catch, year. yeah. I don't know if you remember that. In the I Vikings do. It was game. the Vikings game, and he like crushed whoever the corner was. Just oh, like just blew like, past. He him. had like ten had yards a of separation. Wide open touchdown. Perfect ball in the bread basket. Dropped it right through his hands, and then Aaron Rodgers was just like, "Cool, I'm not." You targeting can see you. in Aaron Rodgers' eyes. Oh, he was furious. That was when he decided he was going to the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just knew it in that moment that he was never going to target him ever again. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what Watson looks like here, too. They also have Romeo Dobbs, um, who didn't he do much for the Packers. He like, was, I feel like he was, like, okay. He was solid as a rookie, but not, like, spectacular. Not not to the same level of Christian Watson. Right, yeah. And they have Jaden Reed now, a rookie from Michigan Which State. Which was a weird pick in the second round, especially well, with the receivers. That, well, he, he has to. If he doesn't start in the slot... I'm going to be furious of why we picked him in the second round. And, like, the backup receivers are weird. It's like Dontavion Wicks and Grant DuBose. Who are both rookies. Like, late round picks. Yeah. Um, uh, Samari Touré played a little bit last year. Bo Melton will also probably play. I would think that those guys are probably higher up on the depth chart than 
Wicks and Dubose yeah. just because they're rookies. But right. I will say the, the offensive line. The offensive line is still good. It's pretty good. Like David and Bakhtiari. That's probably the best thing for Jordan Love because at least the offensive line is good. David Bakhtiari. Now, David Bakhtiari has been struggling with injuries yeah. over the last few years. They made him the highest paid tackle in the league, and then he. I think he's played two games since. Right. I think it's like something crazy like that. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. That was pro- that was I just pulled that out of my head, but like he he hasn't he hasn't played very much. <laughs> he has not played very much since he was paid the highest when I highest lie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gotta love it when I just lie. Me spreading misinformation online for fun. <laughs> Dave Bakhtiari, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> It turns out he's played like two full healthy seasons. <laughs> no, he hasn't. He really has. I'm not I'm not just making this up. He really has not played very much since he got paid. Right. Um but anyways, <laughs> Elton Jenkins at left guard, very versatile offensive lineman that can move around. Zach Tom had a very good rookie year last year at right tackle. Still have Josh Myers at center and John Running at guard. It's it's a solid yeah. very solid offensive line. It's just going to be like Jordan Love. And you got a good running back room. Like you yeah, have Aaron, Aaron Jones, Jones and AJ, AJ Dillon. Dillon. Um, so, like, I think the biggest thing is like Jordan Love's not just coming in with like veteran guys around him. He's yeah. going to have, he and the receivers and pass catchers are just going to have to grow together, yeah. which is interesting, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's going to be some growing pains. Yeah. I guess theoretically, if, um, Oh my gosh, Matt LaFleur is right. actually like a great coach. Mm-hmm. Then we'll have an average offense. Yeah, this is so Jordan Love is talented. Yeah. But we haven't really seen him play much. And like people love like people love to do this with young quarterbacks who don't play. They're like, dude, they could be really good. Oh, they definitely could be. And really it's good. just like, well, yeah, theoretically, there's like a chance. But, Did you see the, but the more quote? than likely Jordan Love's just like gonna be mad. Did you see the quote from Romeo Dobbs? No. Where he was like they asked him about the difference between uh Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love like catching balls. He was like, There's no difference. Jordan Love can do everything that Aaron Rodgers can do. It's it's honestly the same. That's what he said. I was like, oh, he's lying out of his teeth right now. Oh, he's the same. Yeah, he's capping hard, <laughs> trying to just hype up his boy. He's either, I can't tell if he's trashing Aaron Rodgers or <laughs> praising Jordan It gave Love. me like Pat McAfee energy when Pat McAfee said on live air that he'd rather have Jacoby Brissett as his quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I, I remember that. He's just like such a, a cult, like Homer. Ugh. All right, moving on to the defense. So, um, I kind of like what the, what the Packers have defensively. Yeah, they, got, they got a lot of nice talent. It's very solid. Uh, Kenny Clark has been, just been an anchor on that defensive line for, yeah. you know, how long? Seven years now. He's driving like 2016. Yeah. Uh, Devontae Wyatt hopefully has a, a better year two than he did year one. Uh, didn't really get to play a lot year one, but had, showed a little bit of a spark at the end of the year. Um, I would assume Lucas Van Ness and Preston Smith kind of rotate. Yeah. Especially with taking Van Ness like 13th. Right. I don't feel like you can really not play him very much. So he, yeah. he's got to have a role. Uh, Devondre Campbell also has been 
a phenomenal linebacker, was an all-pro a couple years ago, which that was kind of a down year for linebackers. Of course, as soon as he leaves the Falcons, he yeah, becomes an all-pro. Hey, that used to be what I said about the Packers all the time because players kept leaving the Packers and becoming like great players. Because yeah. I remember like Casey Hayward left the Packers and like I think made a Pro Bowl or an all-pro. I don't think he made an all-pro, but he was like a really yeah, good year. Yeah, he was year. like really good. Micah Hyde left the Packers and became really good. It just like kept happening, and I was getting so frustrated. Uh, Quay Walker in year two. Hopefully, he'll stop hitting refs. <laughs> <laughs> Remember in the play? It wasn't the playoffs. It was against the Lions. He like hit a ref and was like crying in the in yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Room. Yeah, it was it was last year, the last game of the season. He like shoved a ref and then was like mad that he got thrown out. Was that the game where he shoved a ref? Or then at one point he shoved like a medical. The me- a medical person. Yes, he like, also shoved a medical opponent. person. That's wh- maybe that's what it was. Maybe it wasn't the ref. He shoved like the medical trainer for like the Lions who was coming out to like help a down player. Yeah. And then he got thrown out and was like pitching a fit yeah. on his way into the locker room. Gosh, dude. <laughs> Anyways, whatever. Such a good player too. <laughs> yeah. He he had a solid rookie year. Yeah. Very like athletic linebacker, sideline to sideline guy. Just got a you know, clean it up a little bit. Yeah. Rashawn Gary hopefully My has boy, a great Rashawn year Gary. coming off an injury. I was very excited about him last year. Then he got hurt, and it just we stand Rashawn yeah, Gary. Yeah, we do, we do. In this house, we dude. I remember Rashawn when he got Gary. drafted and he picked his number. I remember like Clay Matthews was like pissed off oh, really? and like tweeted about it. He like went on like a Twitter rant about like how disrespectful the Packers are for just giving away his number the year after he leaves. Like Clay Matthews was a great player for the Packers, but I don't feel like he's like, like he, he acted like he was like the greatest Packers player <laughs> to ever play. And they're just disrespecting him by not retiring his number immediately. It was just so weird. Anyways, what number is Jordan Love wearing? Ten. Okay, I was about to say if he wore like number twelve, like It'd be kind of funny. Would Aaron Rodgers go on a on a Twitter rant about it? <sighs> maybe that would be fun. No, I don't think so. That'd be I don't, interesting I don't feel to like see. maybe. I, I don't, don't think he would. Probably not. Jair Alexander, obviously, great corner. Oh yeah. Uh, Russell Douglas, I feel like is our slot corner. It doesn't. It has him listed at outside corner. What happened to Aaron Stokes? Why is He's listed as the backup outside corner, but he had such a good rookie year. Yeah, he had a, a down year last year. Um, I think I would assume that our corner like depth is probably Jair and Eric Stokes on the outside, and then Rasul Douglas in the slot. Yeah. That's what it was like last year and two years ago. So I don't know why it looks like it's changed. Uh, Darnell Savage and Rudy Ford, I guess, are going to be our safeties. Uh, Adrian Amos is still a free agent. I've seen a few things that like the Packers may sign him back, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a solid defense. The secondary looks a little bit weak. Honestly, they're. I'm just gonna be very pessimistic. They're probably gonna finish fourth in the division. Um, at this point, like the Bears might be better than them. It and it really does. Like same thing with the Commanders. It all depends on if Jordan Love is, like, good or just really bad. Brother, I am looking at the backup quarterbacks on our lads for y'all. Yeah, don't look <laughs> It's like at Sean it. Clifford and Danny Etling. It's Sean Etling. Clifford and Danny Etling, who was, like, a quarterback turned receiver, and now I guess he's playing quarterback again. I didn't realize he was still in the league. Well, he was at LSU, played quarterback at LSU, got drafted by the Patriots, 
And then you remember they tried to convert him to wide receiver so that he could play slot receiver. I remember that. Yeah. And then I guess now he's back to being a quarterback. Thomas, he was white. Yeah, he was a, he was a athletic white guy, so they had to convert him to slot receiver. <laughs> Good old yeah. Patriots. The Packers are really interesting. Like I'm really excited to see what Jordan Love looks like next year. I um, am too, but I'm also expecting the worst. I kind of am too. Yeah. I'm just I'm just going to be very pessimistic about any young quarterback who hadn't played and then who hadn't played for like or hadn't played much, and then is getting thrown in as a starter, especially when you're surrounded by a lot of young receivers yeah. and young pass catchers. Maybe he rough. is. Maybe he does play well, um, and he could because they do have a great offensive Probably line not, but. and a really and a really good run game. So he could just you know limit turnovers and maybe not be great, but just not suck. Um, he could. I think he also could <laughs> be really bad. <laughs> That is true. So we'll see what the Packers right. look like. Moving. I think the Packers are going to miss the playoffs. Yeah, I do too. Moving on to the Bears. <laughs> the Bears. And I'm really interested in the Bears. I'm really excited about them because... Oh, I'm super excited about Justin Fields, like, now with a good receiver. Yeah, with like one an good elite rec- receiver. No, but, like, that's the thing. That's what happens with these quarterbacks is, like, they... It's like, oh, they're fine. Like, Josh Allen, when he got Stephon Diggs, it was like, mm. oh... Josh Allen's good now. Mm. I feel like people forget, yeah. like, before that, like, Josh Allen's first two years in the league, he was just okay. Yeah. Like, even his first year in the league, he was bad as a passer, but was a really good, like, runner. Mm-hmm. And then second year in the league was just, like, a very mediocre quarterback. And then he gets Stephon Diggs, and he's like, cool, he's good. Yeah. Same thing with um, Jalen Hurts. Like, Jalen Hurts was fine. Gets A.J. Brown last year. He's an MVP finalist. Yeah. So... I think it could be really good for Justin Fields because he has all the talent in the world. Mm-hmm. Like, he was a good thrower at Ohio State, too. That's the thing. It's not like in college he was a bad thrower of the football. He just hasn't. Now, he has always held on to the ball a little too long. Those are things we knew about him at Ohio State. Yeah. And that have translated over to the NFL. But this year, a revamped offensive line that's better, an actual legitimate wide receiver one. I think Justin Fields could have a really good year three. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see what he looks like with DJ Moore. Now, DJ Moore obviously isn't the caliber of player that Stephon Diggs is, right? But, or uh, AJ Brown. Like he's not. Yeah, he's like not he's those not guys. Level. But he is a really good wide receiver one. Yeah, and I think like Darnell Mooney has been productive in the NFL. Oh yeah, and he'll so, be like, he'll be a very solid he could wide receiver. Probably be like too. great as a wide receiver too. Exactly. Um, like he could be better in that role than he was as a wide receiver one. Um, they do have Chase Claypool. That was a draft to Tyler Scott, which yeah. I would have really liked if they didn't have Chase Claypool. Right. Well, Scott might might play a decent amount as yeah. a rookie. He could. Also, I mean, I just hate that they traded for Chase Claypool. In Ryan, hindsight, it looks terrible. Ryan Poles, their GM, was like batting a thousand in the offseason. Yeah. And had so many moves. And then you just look at the Chase Claypool trade and you're like, why? <laughs> yeah. It's it's not because that was basically look. a first round pick since the Essentially, since the Dolphins didn't have theirs and yeah I mean I guess technically there was no way of knowing that you were gonna have the first pick even though you sucked but like I don't know I I guess here's here's what you're you're saying sort of you just traded Joey Porter Jr. for Chase Claypool yeah I would have Joey Porter Jr. yeah I guess also theoretically. You could have gotten anyone. Yeah. You had your pick, so it doesn't have to be Joey Porter Jr. It's just a bad trade. 
Uh, they did pick up Darnell Wright, or they si- uh, signed, drafted Darnell Wright, top 10. Um, he'll start at right tackle. Should be really good for them. Yeah. It, it should be a much improved offensive line from last year, and honestly, just an overall improved offense. They signed Robert Tunyon, too, from the Packers. So they have Cole Komet and Robert Tunyon as their two tight ends. Um, DJ Moore, Chase Claypool, and Darnell Mooney, and probably Tyler Scott as well. Yeah. Um, and then the running back situation is one that I'm interested yeah, in. Yeah. Because too. I really think Roshan Johnson could step into that starting role. Um, now, they also have Khalil Herbert and Deontay Foreman. Deontay Foreman had a really good year last year with Carolina after post the CMC trade. Yeah. Um, played really well for Carolina. Khalil Herbert has shown flashes of being like a, a pretty solid back. He just has been behind David Montgomery. But I really am intrigued by Roshan Johnson. Yeah. I think he could kind of step into like a, a starter as a rookie. I think that Cole Herbert is going to be the starter because he was one of the more efficient running backs in the league last year. But Roshan Johnson fits in that mold. Like he played behind uh, B. John Robinson at Texas, and so he wasn't very productive in terms of volume. But like he he broke a ridiculous amount of tackles on a per rate on a per like rush attempt basis, and he generated yards after contact. Um, at a ridiculous rate. So I think Roshan Johnson could play a lot as a rookie and be really effective. And I think he, he's the type of player who's going to be better in the NFL than he was in college. Or at least he'll be more he'll be more productive. Oh, for sure. Um, for and sure. like he, he was uh, efficient as a receiver at Texas in terms of yards per route run. Um, so I think Roshan Johnson's really good. Um, and he, although they do have talented running backs in Chicago, it's not like they have stars there. So he could start early um, or at least compete for the starting job early on. So I'm really excited to see what their running back room looks like next year. Yeah, their um, their defense is kind of and They revamped the linebacker room by signing probably the top two free agent linebackers this year and Tremaine Edmonds and TJ Edwards. Yeah. So those were two really good signings. I love that. The defensive line worries me. It's just like not great. Yeah. Um. But then you have a a. I don't, I don't know that good is the word, but you at least have a very young secondary that can probably be, you know, solid. I, yeah. I think Eddie Jackson's probably the he's the veteran in the group. But you drafted Tyreek Stevenson from Miami to play outside corner. You have Jalen Johnson already, who's also a, an established player already. And then Jaquan Brisker and Kyler Gordon, who were both rookies last year. Jaquan Brisker had a really good rookie year. Kyler Gordon was okay, but you should see better play from him next, uh, this year as a slot corner. Yeah. I think if the, if the Bears want to overperform expectations and possibly compete for the division title, their defense has to step it up. I think we also need to see Justin Fields be better. Um I, I like Justin Fields, and I've defended him a lot. Like, I defended him a lot last year. Thought he was, you know, obviously he was one of the best rushing quarterbacks in the league. Right. Um, and I think that he has a chance to be really special. But he's got to be better. He's got to be better as a passer. There are clear and obvious flaws there, or, or at least there have been um, in his first two seasons. So I think he's got to get better as a passer. Um, but I, I think he could be really good next year. And if he is, this this Bears team could 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 do some damage um, in the NFC North, um, and I, I I think they could easily finish you know third. 
I think their ceiling is probably two. I yeah. think they could finish second if everything goes right. If Justin Fields takes a big leap and he's like, you know, a top, you know, 10, like borderline top 10 quarterback next year, I think they can probably come in second. I don't think they can win the division just because I think Minnesota and Detroit have the edge on them just in terms of like overall team. Yeah. Um, but I think second is doable if mm-hmm. everything goes right. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think they could also finish fourth. Like, like if Justin they Fields... They are all over the place. I feel like they yeah. could finish... Yeah. Like, I think they're they're like a, a, a real wild card in the division where they have like this high ceiling but also a low floor. Where, yeah. Like, like, let's say their defense drug, continues to struggle and like Justin Fields doesn't get much better. Yeah. And they could, they could continue team, to be yeah. a losing team. So, yeah. Yeah. Before we hop into the NFC South, um, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to use the bathroom real quick. And then we'll get back into it, uh, starting off with the New Orleans Saints. All right. We are back. Uh, we're going to be talking about the NFC South now, starting off with the New Orleans Saints. So, the Saints are projected to win NFC South this year. And they had a really interesting offseason. Um, they brought in Derek Carr. That was probably the biggest move they made yeah. in the offseason, bringing in him, signing him from the uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, so they have him. They have Michael Thomas. They have Chris Olave, uh, Rashid uh, Shahid. That's the receiving core. I mean, A.T. Perry also yeah. might be able to slip into that like third receiver spot. Which is crazy because he, he was like a seventh-round pick this year. So, six round pick, but yeah, oh, sorry, yeah, six yeah. round pick. I mean, it also could be Traquan Smith, who's been there for a while and is yeah. kind of established. Their offensive line has is good. It's yeah. it's been good. Trevor Penning needs to step up. Right, like last year, rookie year was very shaky. Mm-hmm. Um, if he can have a nice year two bounce, I think they have a very solid offensive line. I would assume. I don't know. I would think that Nick Saldaveri, who they drafted in the fourth round out of Old Dominion, probably wins the right guard spot over Cesar Ruiz. Cesar Ruiz yeah. has been a very disappointing player. Yeah. They drafted him in the first round, I think in 2020. Yes. Um, like late first round out of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's just kind of been disappointing at guard. So I would I would think Nick Saldaveri might, might win that guard spot. Yeah, I think that might have been 2021. Okay. I don't remember, though. It was one of those years, but... Yeah, a super solid offensive line. They have Juwan Johnson at tight end. Their running back room really interests me. Um, there was there was a point in time where we thought Alvin Kamara might get suspended. Yeah, and nothing has come of it. So I yeah. think he might just. I think he's just going to be their starter. Yeah, um, and they brought in Jamal Williams from the Lions. Who uh, we, he'll mi- be, we mentioned them getting him earlier. Yeah, seventeen touchdowns last year. And yeah. they bring him in to they also, be like yeah. that bruiser. They also uh, uh, drafted Kendra Miller, running back from yeah, TCU. which was kind of an odd yeah. selection in the third round. Which also added to the thought that maybe they would be, you know, suspending Spending Alvin Kamara. Kamara or yeah. Alvin, uh, Alvin Kamara maybe getting suspended. I have seen a lot of buzz that apparently Derek Carr has really good chemistry with Jawan Johnson right okay. now. Like, I've been seeing a lot of buzz about, like, the training camp. Yeah. Like, Derek Carr is loving Jawan Johnson. Mm-hmm. So, that's interesting. Foster Moreau, I don't know if he's going to – I know, like, he's back at practice yeah. now, but he did get diagnosed with cancer. So, I'm not sure what his season's going to look like. But he right. – I mean, he and Derek Carr already have some chemistry being former teammates with the Raiders. Yeah. Um, and then you can never forget about 
the greatest Swiss Army knife <laughs> this league has ever seen in Taysom Hill. Yes, sir. Gosh, dude. I remember when, like, Sean Payton, for whatever reason, was just in love with Taysom Hill. Yeah. And, like, there was a, a like, right after Drew Brees retired, it was like, oh, Taysom's the quarterback. I remember that. And it was like, why is Taysom the quarterback? He's 30 and, like, <laughs> hasn't shown any signs of being a good quarterback. Yeah. Well, they remember they paid him a ridiculous amount of money to like beat the cap. Yeah, <laughs> like a ridiculous amount, like but like a max contract. The Saints are just so good <laughs> at like <laughs> finessing the like cap. Salary cap doesn't exist in New Orleans. No, it doesn't. So also, they have our our hometown guy Miller Forrestal. Oh really? Yeah, he's oh. like they have like six tight ends listed on their depth chart oh, yeah, on our labs. Dang. Look at He's Miller. down there. Hey, man, good for him. Yeah. So I think I think their offense has a chance to be really interesting. Yeah, especially if Michael Thomas can finally like get back to form. Like his 2018, or was it 2019? Bro, I am going to tell my, my grandkids about 2019 Michael Thomas. Dude. Dude, he was special. Unstoppable. <laughs> you know that meme? Of, yeah, uh, Vince McMahon. Yeah, Vince like, McMahon. He was special. He was special. And that's going to be me telling my grandkids about Michael Thomas' 2019 season. Yeah. Yeah, I think they have a an interesting offense with Derek Carr. If he can play, you know, like we've seen him play before at a high level, yeah, then they can be a really good offense. Yeah, for sure. uh, their defense is also very mm-hmm. solid. Still have Cam Jordan. He's still, you know, he's still alive. <laughs> um, I feel I feel like he's not as old as I feel like he is. Right. I don't think he is. He's only thirty three. I always okay. think that he's like. He'd been in the league forever. We're like, called the retirement home. Yeah, but he only got drafted in 2011. Yeah. So he's not as old as I think, I guess. They did lose two of their starting defensive tackles. Like, they lost David yeah. Onyemata to the Falcons, and, oh gosh, I'm forgetting his name. They lost him to the Panthers. It's like Ty Shoop or something like that. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I don't about. know if, that, if I said his name right. I probably butchered that so badly. But they did sign two defensive tackles and drafted Brian Breesey. Yeah. So, a shy tunnel is, uh, yeah, 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 is yeah. who I was talking about. Um. Yeah. Their other edge rusher says so Cameron Jordan, and then their other edge rusher is either going to be okay. So it's listed Carl Granderson as the starter, mm-hmm. but Isaiah they did Foskey. draft Isaiah Foskey, and they also still have Peyton Turner, who they drafted right, in the first Turner round. Peyton Turner just probably isn't going to work in out in twenty 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 one. You were you loved Peyton brother, Turner coming out. Brother. I'm also going to be telling my grandkids about Houston Peyton Turner. Yeah. <laughs> he. He was also special. Yeah. I promise he was good. I promise. <laughs> Pete Werner still at linebacker. Demario Davis still a great linebacker. Zach Bond obviously is a starter as well. Uh, Paul Sanadebo oh and Marshawn Lattimore are their two corners. Bradley Roby, I think they just signed. Probably yeah. play nickel. Um, and then Marcus May, they also just signed. That's a pretty good safety duo. Marcus May and Tyron Matthew. Yeah, it's very solid. They got a um, really good secondary. Honestly, their whole defense is very solid. I, to me, they should pretty easily win the NFC South just because of how bad it is. Yeah. Um, but it's so weird. Like, I feel like easily they should win it, but there's also some teams that I'm like, hey, if things go right, they can win the NFC South because it's bad. Yeah, they, I think they should win the NFC South. And I think that Derek Carr is going to have a bounce-back season. Like, yeah. I don't think who he was last year is, ne- is necessarily who he is. 
I think that maybe Josh McDaniels just sucks. Like, it's possible. Yeah, he might just be like the quarterback ruiner. Like, I, I don't know why. Like, Derek Carr should have been awesome last year with Darren Waller, Devontae Adams. Like, the numbers should have been historic. I don't yeah. know why. <laughs> I don't great. know why he was so bad last year. Well, Josh McDaniel has been notorious for like. He has his system and he doesn't change anything. Mm -hmm. So you have to adapt to his system instead of him adapting to your strengths. And that's kind of always been like the thing about Josh McDaniel. And that's like, he's just never worked out as a head coach. Right. So. Yeah. But I think they've got a good team and they're projected to win like nine and a half games. They're a team I think could win double digit games. Oh, they theoretically they should in the NFC South. Um, I would. Yeah. I don't know though. It yeah. also could be, you remember like the the NFC East a few years ago, maybe two years ago, where like nobody won double digit games. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I feel like if the I think Saints that was a COVID year actually. Yeah, I feel like if the Saints had Sean Payton still as their head coach, they would be like a lot to win double digit games. Probably, probably. Like I think they're, I think they're that they have that kind of talent. Yeah. All right, let's hear your rant, man. We're we're going into the Falcons. I know you got a lot to say. Listen, I think I'm going to be more positive than you. Okay, I'm I'm proud of you. If you are I've, going to be more positive, I've, I haven't come around, but I'm more neutral about this team. Honestly, like over the last, like yesterday when I was looking at their depth chart, I have also felt a little Bro, more positive. I looked at the depth chart and I was like, okay, okay, it's not. The it's, worst thing in the world. I'm like that video of um, Danny DeVito where he's like, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you you may go like 7 and 10. I've seen the light. I'm yeah. ready. I, I So, here, we can go through the team. So, the big thing with the Falcons this year is Desmond Ritter. Uh, he's yeah, a starter. Sure. So they, they lost Marcus Mariota, who was a starter last year. He went to Philadelphia in free agency. But we, Also, we didn't even talk about that for Philly. Very good. Very good signing for Philly. Yeah, great also, backup. Yeah, really good backup, especially for their system. Yeah. So, and, but we've already, but we've known for a long time that Desmond Ritter was the guy for the Falcons. Yeah, like, for whatever reason, known. they freaking love that guy. Yeah. I don't, he must be balling out at practice. Well, he better be because, or he has incriminating photos of <laughs> Arthur Smith. It's also we'll, very possible. <laughs> we'll know you at some point. Um, but the crime so, is just that Arthur Smith drafted a running back, top ten. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, and then they have, like, talented pass catchers. Like, they have Drake yeah. London. They brought in Matt Collins and Scotty Miller in um, free agency. Uh, but the main guy in that receiving court is Drake London. Drake London. And then Kyle um, Pitts. Yeah, and then Kyle Pitts. Who, also, Johnny Smith. I, for, I do yeah, forget about that. Yeah, they also for Johnny Smith. Well, and I don't know if Arthur Smith hates Kyle Pitts, but, like, if he actually starts using him properly, oh, Kyle Pitts can be awesome. Kyle Pitts should have a, a pretty good bounce back here, you'd hope. You hope that he's, like, kind of a security blanket for Desmond Ritter, but I, I don't just know. don't, like, we... I'm staying away from Kyle Pitts in fantasy drafts this year, dude. I think I'm, I am, too, because Kyle Pitts, I thought, like, he... I thought coming in that he would be, like, a monster in the red zone. And we, like, would never use him in the so, red zone. So, doesn't he only have, like, four career receiving touchdowns right now? I think he only has one. Is it just one? I think. Like... Th- Over two years? We don't use him at the goal line. Like, we... We get to the goal line, and Arthur Smith is like, Brother, we don't trust you. <laughs> Apparently. You're skinny, and we don't like you. Uh, and so, he has three. He has three career touchdowns. Yeah. One as a rookie, two last year. Two last year. 
I knew he didn't have zero last year because I knew he only had one as a rookie, which was like, what? Because yeah. it was so crazy because he was like an 1,000 yard receiver as a rookie, but only had one touchdown. Yeah. <sighs> Man. And I think the, the, what what really makes the Falcons exciting is their run game. Oh, for sure. Because last year their run, their run blocking was special. Like it was their their offensive line is legitimately one of the best offensive lines in the league. I will say this now. I think that I I know you said this about the Eagles, but I'll say it for the Falcons. I think they will have the best run game in the NFL. I, or I in the NFC at least. I don't possibly even disagree. Like I think they definitely can. Yeah, I mean they have probably the best run blocking offensive line in the in the I want to say in the NFL, but I don't I don't know for sure. Yeah, they have at it's least the top one top the three run blocking offensive line, and then they have one of the most talented running backs that we've seen in years in Bijan Robinson. Yeah. Plus, they still have Tyler Algier, who was an a thousand yard rusher as a rookie, mm-hmm. and Cordero Patterson, who. Mm-hmm. You know, is a is gonna be a great third down back for them. I mean, honestly, yeah. Bijan's just probably your every down back. That's why right. you draft a guy like Bijan to be your just bell cow. Yeah. But they just have so many options, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. And that almost scares me a little bit because it's like or, or at least in terms of Bijan's production. Right. Because like you draft Bijan to be like your bell cow running back, but you still have like a lot of options. And I feel like it probably tempts Arthur Smith to use all his options. So like for fantasy, I I'm still in on Bijan in fantasy, but like, I'm a little like, uh, what if it's just like, Oh, we don't want to kill Bijan's, you know, legs. Let's not give him 300 carries. I have a conspiracy that Arthur Smith is very, he doesn't play fantasy, but he he stays in tune with it, like he stays up to date up to date with it, so he can screw fantasy football, football players and run his team poorly. Yeah. So that's that, his whole goal. Yeah, that's his whole just goal. He's not trying to win games. Players. He's trying to just like he hates fantasy football. That was <laughs> that's his, why he's his, in coaching. Yeah, his villain arc was that like he lost in fantasy football one year, <laughs> and like they made him do one of those crazy punishments, and so now he just. He had to stay in a Waffle House for 24 hours, and then he just <laughs> lost his mind. He just tries to screw over fantasy players every chance he gets. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, I think the Falcons, I agree with you that. I think they could have, like, the best run game in the yeah. NFL next year. Like, it's that good. There was one day I saw a Falcons fan on Twitter say that the Falcons had, like, a terrible offensive line. And I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, they legitimately have one of the best offensive lines in the entire NFL. Yes. And I think, and then on top of that, Desmond Ritter is mobile. Like, he can move a little bit. Yeah. I don't think they're going to use his legs that often, but um, that makes their running game even more dangerous, having the threat of, like, the quarterback running. So I think their run game is going to be awesome. They have talented pass catchers in Drake London and Kyle Pitts. Um, you also have Matt Collins, Scotty Miller, who are solid, like, secondary guys. Yeah. So, I think the Falcons' offense is going to be good. Yeah, the receiver room's not great, but, I mean, they do run so much, like, yeah. two tight end sets with, I mean, yeah, full I don't think I don't think their pass game's going to be anything special, but, and which I think limits their ceiling. Like, like I think they can have a top 10 offense, but I don't think they're, they can, I really would be shocked if they have a top five offense, but I definitely think that they could have a top 10 offense in the NFL, yeah. uh, mainly because their run game is, is so, so good. Or it, it should be. It should be phenomenal. 
Um, then on defense, they added a lot in the offseason. Like their their defense has been really bad over the last couple of years, and and they they attacked that in the offseason. Oh yeah, they um, revamped the defense. They it added David Onyemata from the Saints. They added Kalias Campbell, edge rusher or defensive end from the Ravens. And he's more like an in, I guess he he's probably more interior. Yeah. Um, for sure. And the, your edge rushers end up being. Oh, you also have Grady Jarrett, obviously. Yeah, we have and he's Grady been Jarrett. there, but like Grady Jarrett and Kalias Campbell on the inside of that defensive line is scary. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna and be then really like good. Bud Dupree, who's had production in the past. I would I would think that with Grady Jarrett and uh, Kalias Campbell on the inside, Bud Dupree hopefully can like open up and get some more production. Yeah. Uh, but Bud Dupree, hopefully he can he can do something. Then you also have Lorenzo Carter, also Arnold uh, Ebikite, who hasn't played that much, has he? Yeah, Did he, he played very much as a rookie. He played a good bit as a rookie and was decently productive. Like he was one of the more productive edge rushers okay. uh, from that rookie class. But um, hasn't really been like a star for us. Sure. Um, we also brought in a uh, linebacker, Caden Ellis from the Saints, who didn't. I don't. I don't want to say he didn't play a ton. Um, he was more of a special teamer with the Saints, though, wasn't he? I I, th- I think he played like six hundred snaps. Okay. For them, so um, and was like fairly productive for them last year. Um, in a smaller role, didn't have like a huge role for them. Um, so he could be yeah. good for us. The big free agent, I think, is obviously Jesse Bates. Yeah, for sure. Um, very good safety. He's been a top safety in the league for a while. Um. Hopefully, I mean that secondary. Hopefully, the secondary is not terrible. Like it's AJ Terrell, Grant Ritchie, who's like eighty years old as a like third year player. Jesse Bates the third, Jeff Okuda, Mike Hughes. The after AJ Terrell, the cornerback room isn't amazing. Ritchie Grant's already like almost twenty six. Yeah, because he was twenty four coming out. Like he was very old when wow. he got drafted. Um, and then we also have Clark Phillips the third, who we drafted this year, rookie, oh, yeah. rookie I think, corner from I Utah. I think he might start at nickel. I will. I know you don't like it, but maybe no. I'm. Not, I don't like hate it. I'm just like I don't know. Like, will he start over Mike Hughes? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe Mike Hughes is just currently listed as the nickelback or the starting nickelback, uh, according to our labs. Um, I, I'm not sure what the ceiling is for this defense. I think it's going to be around average. Yeah. Well, honestly, it doesn't matter because y'all can just onside kick after every single score and you'll get the ball back because Young Way Koo is just like that guy. He's just that dude. He's him. Yeah. But yeah, I think like if, if the Falcons, what I'm expecting from the Falcons is an average defense, um, an above average offense with an elite run game. And I don't really think it matters what Desmond Ritter does. I'm not expecting him to be great. I think, I think he's going to be a slightly below average quarterback, um, maybe closer to like the 20th best quarterback in the league. I know some Falcons fans would um, very much disagree with that. They think it's going to be pretty good. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think I don't think we have much reason to believe that he will. Um, I think he could be an average quarterback, but above average, I don't really think that's in the cards for him. Um, but even if he was like horrible and struggles, we still have t- Taylor Heineke who we uh, signed from the yeah. Commanders. So I think I think our offense is going to be fine. And Taylor yeah. Heineke isn't great, but I, I think he can keep the sink from from or keep this the ship from sinking if Ritter like sucks. Um, so I think our offense is going to be fine. Don't think it has a super high ceiling, but it does have a very high floor overall. 
I don't think our, our I don't think our team is going to be amazing or anything. I don't think we have a super high ceiling in terms of like what we can accomplish in the playoffs. Yeah. But I have a really hard time imagining us being bad. Like, yeah. I would be really surprised if the Falcons were a bad team next year. That's fair. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would. And I think like their ceiling is probably like finishing second, but mm. they could also finish fourth. Yeah. They could. I just have a hard time. Like, there are other teams in this division that suck. Like, they, that are, like, pretty bad. Yeah. Who have pretty, like, mediocre rosters that we're about to get to. <laughs> All right. Next up, Carolina Panthers. Yes. And this is one team that I think has a pretty mediocre roster yeah, it's overall. N- it's, not, it's not great. Bryce could have a rough rookie year. Yeah, they brought in Bryce Young, quarterback from Alabama. They traded, like, everything for the number one overall pick to get him. Um, and apparently, according to their GM, he may not even start right away, which That's is so like, dumb. which is, I just, like, I feel bad for Panthers so fans. Dumb. I don't understand why, why he wouldn't start. Like, what's the point? Like, if you don't think he's ready to start right away, why don't you just, like, dra- go for the ultimate home run swing and draft Anthony Richardson? Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Um, I mean, Andy Dalton had a very good year last year. Yeah, like, Andy Dalton um, was, like, sneaky Saints. good last year. I think that he, he'll be fine as a starter. They ha- they did ha- they did have to trade DJ Moore to get Bryce Young, so they're without him. And um, in free agency, they brought in Adam Thielen Their and DJ Chark. Bad. Their wide receiver core is just not good. Yeah, I don't think it's terrible. I just think it's pretty average across the board. Just there's like, no, eh. like, I don't feel like there's a clear number one. Yeah, like, there's no, they, they, they definitely don't have anyone who's, like, a high-level talent. Like, there's a chance that Jonathan Mingo could slip into being, like, the primary target this year. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. They're, they're receiving Which I like him. I like him. Like, that that could be a very good, like, he, he was a very, very good second-round pick for them. Yeah. So, it. I don't know. And last year they lost. He was washed too. Like he was not good in Minnesota last year. Like so, I don't. I don't feel like that hiring holds as much weight as it would have, or that signing. Sorry, not hiring. That signing. I knew knew what you meant. Holds as much weight as it would like you know three or four years ago when we were like, oh Adam Thielen, yeah, really good like number two receiver, yeah. Which yeah, I agree. And then they also like they last year they traded uh, Christian McCaffrey. Right. Ronnie Miles Sanders to replace him. Um, so he'll, he'll be their starter. And Chuba Hubbard also played pretty well. Yeah. And uh, they brought in Hayden Hurst, tied in from, from the Bengals. Yeah. They signed him. Um, and their their offensive line is okay. Like, I don't, it's like, eh. I don't think yeah. it's like great or anything. It's very solid. I mean, Iki Aquanu had a pretty good year as a rookie. He should be even better. Um, Taylor Moten is a very solid right tackle. Um, and then the rest, like the interior is Bradley Bozeman was a, a solid free agent signing. I think um, they actually resigned him. Oh, they resigned him. Yeah. I, um, I know, Baltimore I know on our it, it kind of looks like they brought him in from Baltimore, but I'm pretty sure they resigned him. Okay. Okay. And also Chandler Zavala, they uh, selected him in the fourth round. If he can stay healthy, he'll be a good guard for them. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, um I think that like when Bryce Young does play this year, which he will, um, that I think he has a good enough supporting cast to be to be somewhat productive. I don't think he's going to be amazing or anything because that receiving core is just not great. Now, yeah. it's not awful. It's just not spectacular, and I don't think it's quite good enough for any rookie to be great year one. Yeah. 
Um, but it'll be really interesting to see what Bryce Young looks like as a rookie. Um, but just from the looks of it right now on paper, I just don't think this offense is going to be very good. Yeah, I will say at least for them, they do have a pretty solid defense. Yeah. Um, the defensive line is, it, like the at least the interior of the defensive line is, I it's guess, solid. boasted by Derek Brown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's he's phenomenal run-stopping defensive tackle. I think we'll see. Maybe he can add some pass rush this year. I'm hoping that he can get even better. I know you're a big Derek Brown guy since he's a, he's a good old Auburn Tiger. Yeah, I'm more um, interested in my real guy. Yeah, you two are gross miles who you actually loved coming out. Yeah, him and yeah, he just hasn't lived. Yeah, up. He, he hasn't. Um, but it'll be him and Brian Burns on the edge. Brian Burns, obviously, great edge rusher. Yeah, can't believe they didn't trade him. Who who was trying to trade for him? Was it the Rams? The Rams. They were offering two first rounders, and I'm still like shocked. baffled that the Panthers didn't. I still I still wake up in the morning and I'm like yeah you w- wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat just like oh my gosh I I really wouldn't be doing that the if, Panthers I, were, if I were a Panthers fan I would be having nightmares every night when didn't train them for two first uh, secondary is actually really good J C Horn's a really good young corner yeah you have uh, Dante Jackson Dante Jackson's also very solid Jeremy Chin's kind of a Swiss Army knife yeah linebacker safety nickel. Um, and then Xavier Woods and Von Bell. So I, I like their, their defense. It's not bad. Yeah. Kamu Gruger Hill, they also have it at linebacker. They signed him. Um, with Shaq Thompson's been there for a while and Frankie Louvu. I'm trying to look at, at what, where their defense ranked in terms of like scoring, like last year. Um, like where they ranked in points allowed per game. Let's see. Cause I don't think it was great. I don't think I don't think it was like terrible. Yeah, it was like nineteen, so it was a little bit below average. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of their defense. I'm not super high on it. Um, it's better th- than their offense. Yeah, I, I would agree. I think like like Brian Bur- Brian Burns is awesome. He's really good, and I think J C Horn, if he can stay healthy, has the potential to be a really good cornerback. But overall, I just don't think they have a ton of high level talent on their defense. Um, and I think there are other teams in this division, like the two teams that we've mentioned so far, I think are, pro- are possibly better defensively. I, I would say... Definitely, definitely the Saints. I would say that the Panthers are pretty easily the worst team in the division. I would say they finish fourth. You think they're? You think the Bucks are worse? So, early on in the offseason, I was like, why is the Buccaneers win total so low? Like, yeah. I, like I, I know they lost Tom Brady, but they brought in Baker Mayfield. So I, I thought that I thought they were gonna like overperform their win total, and then I looked at their depth chart, and I was like, "Oh wow! Like this team is pretty, um, like I I think their offense is gonna be horrendous." And we can go ahead and dive into that if you want. Yeah, sure, man. Let's let's get into it. So yeah, I mean, I think we both would have the Panthers finishing third I, or fourth. I would say fourth. Yeah, I I would say my thing is like I know we're getting all these videos from training camp of Baker Mayfield just. You know, crap in the bed, and same with Kyle Trask, like missing all these throws. But like Baker Mayfield's too talented for me to be like, oh, this offense is going to be atrocious. An offense that has Mike Evans and Chris Godwin is going to be atrocious. Like I don't, I don't know. I know the offensive line's not good. I was about to say that's that. So (laughs) I think that like Baker Mayfield hasn't been hasn't even played at like an average level. In like three years, yeah, 
And the offensive line is rough because they lost Shaq Mason. They traded him. Shaq Mason. They and lost. Um, they lost Donovan a guy Smith. to the. Yeah, Donovan Smith. He went to the Chiefs. Yeah, and then they lost a a guard, didn't they? I I don't know. Another? Did they not lose another guard? They brought in Matt Filer. I know that. Yeah, at least they kept Ryan Jensen. But it's just like I think this offensive line isn't great outside of like Tristan Wirfs and Ryan Jensen. Yeah, um, and then Baker Mayfield. That's a huge drop off from Tom Brady. Oh, it for sure is. And I like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, but I don't think they're good enough to, to make up for the offensive line and That's the quarterback. Rashad White is being talked about like he's going to be just like the focal point of the offense. But I don't feel like we saw enough from him last yeah, year to just like, really like, be like, yeah, oh, and, he's great. Yeah. And that's another thing. They, they lost to Leonard Fournette. They cut him. Yeah. And and I like Rashad White. I think he can be really good. Um, But my main thing with the Buccaneers, and specifically their offense, is I think that Baker Mayfield isn't great. Um, I think he's like an NFL quarterback, but not a high-level one. And I think he's just going to really struggle behind that offensive line. Yeah, that's fair. I mean... He probably will. Um, their defense, on the other hand, is, is very it's solid. Good. Yeah, uh, Kansi, they just drafted in the first round. I think I'll be interested to see how he fits. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be a really interesting fit. I, th- I think he could be great. He could also just not be good just because he's so undersized. Yeah. Uh, but Vita Vea yeah. is like big nose tackle. He's obviously proven good player. You know, Joe Tryon and Shaq Barrett uh, as the edge rushers, very solid. Devin White looks like he's staying with the team, as well as Levante David. Like, the defense looks the same as last year, pretty much. Jamil Dean and Carlton Davis are both very good corners, like a great duo. Yeah, I don't think they had any major losses on defense. I could be wrong. But... Yeah, and the defense is pretty good. The defense, the defense, I think it's gonna be fine. To me, they they probably finish like third or second. I I feel like my 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 guess would be like Saints win the division. Falcons and Bucks to me are a toss up for two and three, and then Panthers four. If anybody like if the, if anyone but the Saints and Falcons are one or two, like I would be kind of floored. Yeah, I'd be surprised. Like I think it's like Saints, Falcons, and then Big Gap, and everyone else. Okay, that's fair. That's like, fair. and I don't even I'm, I'm I don't even view the Falcons that favorably. Like, I don't think they have a super high ceiling, but I think that their floor is high enough. Right. Because of their their run game, their offensive line, like their defense is much better. Yeah. Like, I, I think the Buccaneers are going to have a, a well below average offense. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. And and I think their de- and I don't think their defense is good enough to, like, carry the team. Yeah. I'll give you that then. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the Falcons finishing second. Yeah. And the, the Bucks three. I just still think that Carolina is going to finish last. I just think there's going to be a lot of growing pains for Bryce Young. Oh, that's fair. That's totally fair. Yeah. They easily could. Yeah. They easily could, and I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I would probably have the Buccaneers third, I think. Um, but, yeah, both both teams are not very good. Yeah. They're they're both going to be fighting, potentially, for, like, a top. It's going to be a rough division. Pick. Yeah. All right, man. All right, now NFC we can move West. on to the NFC West. We'll close out the pod with this division, starting off with the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers aren't 
I don't think the roster is that much different heading into next season. No, it's not. The main question with them is who's going to be their quarterback and what is their quarterback situation going to look like? Um, because Brock Purdy in the playoffs got hurt, had a, a pretty severe shoulder injury. Yeah. Which kept which uh, knocked him out of the NFC Championship game versus the Eagles. Um, they still have Trey Lance, who they traded a bunch of draft capital for in the 2021 draft. They brought in Sam Darnold. So they have three guys who can start, um, but we just don't know what the health of Brock Purdy is going to look like. Like If he were healthy, it would easily be him, I think. Yeah, I did see a report today that said that it looks like Purdy's going to be the week one starter. Yeah. Like, it, things are moving in the right direction for him to be like the starter week one. Uh, if he's not, my bet would actually be that it's Sam Darnold. Really? Yeah, I think it's going to be Darnold over Trey Lance. I think, like, I, st- I, I love Trey Lance coming out. I was a fighting for Trey Lance. Uh, when people were saying Mac Jones should be the third pick, I was like, Lance. Yeah. And, yeah, it, it's just not going to work out. That's fair. I just think that, like, and obviously they know what Lance looks like. Yeah, and we don't. So like they know at practice, like like Lance. If if Darnold does start over Lance, we know that Lance has been sucking it up in practice. That that he's been struggling, because we already know that Darnold is bad. He's been the worst quarterback in the league for basically his entire career. Yeah, maybe there's hope for Trey Lance. And I and you've already, I know it's like the sunk cost fallacy. You've already you've already get, given up all your draft capital in the future for Lance. You might as well see what you got. Um. But yeah, I mean, if Purdy start, if Purdy is healthy week one, he's a starter. And, and matter, and, and I'm just gonna say he should start. Like I think he was pretty good after his first couple of starts last year, and good enough to be the full time starter moving forward. Yeah, he's yeah he he's the best quarterback out of the bunch. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Yeah. Um, Defense is still great. They're going to win. They should win the division. Oh, it, it shouldn't even like um, be... It's not even a conversation. The only like weird thing is if Brock isn't ready to go and their quarterback play sucks, then yeah, it might get a little shaky. I almost want to say that Kyle Shanahan is just good enough to where it doesn't matter and their defense is just elite. Well, so I was going to say, like, there's, no, I, I, there, there's really no way that any quarterback is going to be bad with Kyle Shanahan. No quarterback has ever yeah. just been awful with Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, maybe he revives Sam Darnold. Maybe Sam Darnold just looks like a stud. Probably not. But. Bro, it's his year. <laughs> it's his he year. with a hat on. At the, the USC Pro Day. At his USC Pro Day. And now he's back in California. It's time. It's time. And then, like, the rest of the offense is great. You got George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel. Like, the receiving core is really good. McCaffrey. Yeah, McCaffrey, who was awesome for them. Second half of the year after the trade deadline when they got him. Like, he was amazing. Now, the offensive line is a little bit weaker than it was last year. They lost Mike McGlinchey. The right um, side feels pretty... Yeah, it's 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 a little oh. weaker, but, but they still have like the best left tackle in the league, Trent Williams. Trent Williams, yeah. Um, so I mean, let's just, they're just gonna be good again. They're gonna yeah. be good every year. Their offense is gonna be great, and their defense, I think, is still gonna be one of the best. Their defense in the is league. arguably better than it was last year. Yeah, uh, especially with like Javon the signing Hargrave. of Javon Hargrave, a double double digit sack defensive interior guy with like Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead. Like it's just. It's not fair. So they're, they're they still have Javon Kinlaw too. I kind of forgot about him. 
And yeah, wait, he's he's struggled a lot early yeah. in his career, and I'm interested to see like what their other defensive end spot opposite of Nick Bosa looks like. Like who plays there? Yeah, because right now it's Drake Jackson slotted in as Was a he, starter where on is our he from? USC. Yeah, yeah. And then they have Cleveland Furl, Robert Beal Jr., the guy from Georgia who was a late-round pick. Yeah. Um, their linebacker core should be awesome once again with Dre uh, Greenlaw and Fred Warner, two oh, guys yeah. who were like two, two, like... two of the best linebackers in the league. Yes, I would say like Fred Warner it's might like, be the best like not. number one linebacker and yeah. Dre Greenlaw might be the best like number two linebacker. Yeah. If you like... You know what I mean? Like they, yeah. they just have a great duo there. Uh, I think they did lose a little bit at corner because they did lose Emmanuel Mosley. They lost. Um, did they lose Jimmy Ward? Yes, I don't know where he went though. Yeah, I don't know where he went either. But I know they lost Jimmy Ward. Uh, but they still have uh, Talanoa Hufanga, who had a phenomenal year oh, last didn't year. Did Jimmy Ward go to the Texans? Yes, I think you're right. I think you are right. Uh, I could probably look it up. But the 49ers secondary looks kind of weak, especially with losing Jimmy Ward yeah, and Emmanuel Mosley. Okay, cool. Because they have the De- Amador, Lenore, Talanoa, Hufanga. Talanoa Hufanga had a really good year last year, though. So he's, I mean, he's yeah. good. Deshaun Gibson Sr., like that, Travarius Ward, Isaiah Oliver, and Oliver they just brought in. And I think yeah. the same for Ward. That's just. Travis Ward is solid. Yeah, but last year their secondary wasn't wasn't great either, and it was fine. Yeah, mainly because probably, mainly because of the, their defensive line is so good. Like their pass rush is is so good that that their coverage doesn't have to be amazing. Right. So yeah, I think the 49ers are going to be awesome once again, and yeah, they they, sh- they should they easily. should win pretty easy. Seattle might could challenge them a little bit, but I I don't see it happening. Yeah, and Seattle's actually the next team that we have to talk about. Um, Seattle last year was really good, ended up making the playoffs, um, mainly because Geno Smith had a breakout year, revitalized his career, won the Comeback Player of the Year award, yeah. which I thought was really funny, because the Comeback Player of the Year award is for players who, like, come back from adversity, and really, the only thing he came, usually it's for players who, like, come back from injury, and Right. the only thing he came back from was being bad at football, Yeah. Hey, which I thought was really... It was really funny that it's he adversity. won. I mean, that's the, the same thing with, like, Ryan Tannehill. He was like... I mean, now he did have injury, too, but he just, like, wasn't great <laughs> at football, and then he won Comeback Player of the Year. But yeah, Geno Smith was awesome last year. Like, legitimately, like, a borderline top 10 quarterback. Like, he was awesome last year. Um, he was really great. And their receiving course, awesome. They have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and the rookie from Ohio State, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Awesome pick. Yeah, awesome pick. Their offensive line. <clears throat> they they is have two okay. tackles that are both yeah. Both had great rookie years. Like um Charles Cross and Abraham Lucas were both rookies last year and both played really well. Yeah. Um so yeah, once they kinda the interior of the offensive line isn't phenomenal. Like if that got a little better, they'd be really good. Yeah. But you know, also they drafted Zach Charbonnet, which is kinda wild to me. I yeah. didn't I hate it for Kenneth Walker, but I love it for them because they're just going to yeah. have like so much at their disposal at the running back position. Yeah, it gives them two really talented running backs, and I think Zach Charbonnet is going to eventually become like the RB1 because he can just do more yeah. than than Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker is a big he, a big play machine. Like 
when he when he hits a, an open hole and breaks a tackle, he's got incredible big play ability. Charbonnet is just your like steady Eddie, like yeah. you know, four and a half, five yards of carry. And he can catch, yeah. which Kenneth Walker can't really. Like he's not gonna provide much in the as a pass catcher. Right. So yeah, I think I think the, the Seahawks offense has the potential to be really good again. It'll just depend on what Geno Smith looks like. And Geno Smith did struggle a little bit in the second half of the year, but if he can replicate his his like his first half performance next year, I think the Seahawks can have a really really good offense. Yeah. In, in two thousand and twenty three. Yeah, for sure. Um, defense also looks pretty good. Looks very similar to last year, but they did bring in some new pieces. They brought in Draymond Jones from the Broncos, who should be a very good like interior player for them. They brought back um, Bobby Wagner. Yeah, they did bring Big back Bobby job. Wagner, which I, I love that for them. And so him and Jordan Brooks are back together as a very nice linebacker duo. Uh, they drafted Derek Hall, so that'll be interesting because he's, he's an edge rusher. They also have Uchenna Nuosa, who had a really good year last year. Uh, so I don't know who's going to be opposite him. Right here it says probably Darrell Taylor, but yeah. Boye Mafe they also still have. Like right. uh, Derek Hall is another young guy. They also uh, signed Devin Bush. I was about to mention him, yeah. Um, and then, obviously, Devon Witherspoon, the fifth overall pick. Yeah. I mean, him and Tariq Woolen are going to be a nasty corner duo. Yeah, and they're, they're secondary. Their secondary is just really good. It's really good. It's just good. Devon Witherspoon, Jamal Adams, Quandre Diggs, Tariq, uh, Tariq Woolen, and Kobe Bryant. Like, that's a really good secondary. I'm worried about their front seven outside of their linebackers. Like, their defensive line and their edge rushers are pretty weak. Yeah. Like, I think that's going to be a major weakness so for this Chino team. had a good year last year, but he's not, like, a premier guy at all. Yeah. So, I think their secondary is going to be awesome. Like, obviously, Tariq Wallen performed really well as a rookie. Devon Witherspoon is super talented. He can be great. Um, Jamal Adams and Quadra Diggs are a really good safety duo. But, like, the... the like, what's their pass rush going to look like? And can they stop the run? Yeah. That's my thing. Yeah. I like, know. I think they're going to be really good in coverage, but, like, the defensive line is just a major issue. Looking at the rest of the teams in the league, it does feel like it's, you know, San Francisco and Seattle and then kind of everybody else. Yeah. And I me. think they're – I just have – I have question marks about them in the trenches, and that's yeah. a pretty big issue. Like, if, sure. that, if that's your biggest weakness in the trenches, and I feel like that is for them. Fair enough. So yeah, I think I think they'll finish second in the division, but their upside is just a big question mark for me due to like their their issues on the offensive offensive and defensive lines. Yeah. All right, now we can move on to the Los Angeles Rams, and the next two teams we're we're talking about here are two of the worst teams in the league, or they're expected to be two of the worst teams in the league. Yeah. The Rams had a crazy year last year in yeah. a bad way, in a like, very bad way, because Matthew Stafford got hurt. And also, before he got hurt, it looked bad. Yeah, he struggled before he got injured. Other than Cooper Cup, their receiver room looks horrendous, just being blunt. Because outside of Cooper Cup, they have Van Jefferson, Ben uh, Skowronek, uh, P- uh, Puka Nakua, who's a rookie. Hey, don't sleep on Tutu Atwell. <laughs> I'm getting <laughs> getting there. Yeah, Lan- Lance McCutcheon and Tutu Atwell. Um, their offensive line is also awful <laughs> their offensive line is really bad like they it's, did it's draft really, Steve Avila really who hopefully can be like a very solid guard and then Rob Havenstein has been a good right tackle but 
And they do have Tyler Higby, but like if, if but like and they they have like Cam Akers, who's talented, but they haven't really used him a whole lot. I guess you would hope that Matthew Stafford goes back to yeah. how he played when they won the Super Bowl. But how is he with that offensive line? Yeah, it's it's not gonna. I don't think they're gonna be. They're all, I think their offense is gonna be pretty bad, and I think there's a a solid chance that they trade Cooper Cup. I also don't think their defense is good either. They're just not good. Yeah, like, they're like de- Aaron Donald, their defensive line outside of Aaron Donald is bad. Like yeah. they got Bobby Brown the third. Maybe Byron Young from Tennessee can give Maybe. them something. But like, and like if, they're if he, Here's my thing. Like if he's starting. Like an edge, it's not. It's Bro, not they have Darion Kendrick as a starting corner on this team. Bro, uh, how? <laughs> like they do have Jordan Fuller, but like dude, it's, it's just not. That secondary is really bad. Like Jordan Fuller, Darion Kendrick. I forgot they drafted Travis Hamilton, uh, East, Robert Thomas. Rochelle, Kobe Durant, because they traded Jalen Ramsey. To, yeah. to the Dolphins, so they don't have him. They also going back to the offense. They traded uh, um, uh, Allen Robinson. Yeah, they traded him to the Steelers. So they're a team that's obviously like tanking. Um, they're not trying to be that competitive. So, and it, and it, you can tell by their their roster, it's pretty bad all over the place. Yeah, like, I just don't see good. how this team is any good in any way. Yeah. And, like, I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to move on from Cooper Cup and or Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I'd be interested to what happens with Aaron Donald, too. Yeah, and Aaron have a, Donald. a lot of money tied up in And him. I'm kind of surprised, like, looking at their roster right now, like, why he didn't retire. Yeah. Because they're going to be bad. Like, yeah, it's going to be a wasted year mm-hmm. for him. So, yeah, sorry to be negative about the Rams, but they suck. Like their roster is just really bad on. If paper. you thought that was negative, and the then, Arizona Cardinals are next. And now we can talk about the Arizona Cardinals. So the Arizona Arizona Cardinals are, in my opinion, more talented than the Rams. Okay. Um, but the issue is we don't know if Kyle Murray is going to play that much. Um, is he going to be playing Week One? I don't think he is. Right? Like, is he supposed to miss a big chunk of the year? He's supposed to miss, yeah. He's supposed to miss almost most of the year. From because, what he, I understand. because he tore his ACL. Yeah, he's supposed to miss most of the year. I think it's supposed to be like Colt McCoy. Well, we just haven't heard much about his recovery, I feel yeah. like. Like, I haven't heard much of any updates recently. I haven't either. So, if he doesn't play, they're going to be starting probably Colt McCoy. Yeah, it's Colt McCoy. Maybe Clayton Toon. I doubt Houston it. Gets I some, think it's Colt McCoy. Some playing time, but yeah, I, I bet it, it's Colt McCoy. Um, outside James, of him, James Conner, who's like a touchdown machine. They do have talent, talent at the skill positions. Like they have James Conner, who you brought up. They have Marquise Brown, Rondell Moore, Greg Dorch. They did just cut um, DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre yeah. Hopkins. They also drafted Michael Wilson. Yeah, uh, sort of. I guess in the offensive line's pretty of bad though. Replace DeAndre Hopkins. The offensive line. The is, offensive line is, is really bad. isn't great. Now I mean, Paris DJ Johnson, Hopkins. I. I would assume he plays tackle. They have him listed at left guard. You would think that he moves to tackle, right? I don't know. I mean, he could play guard. I mean, he's played there before at yeah. Ohio State, and he and he has like the the traits and the skill set to play guard, right? Um. So who knows with that? They have Zach Ertz. The offense is isn't bad. It's just like without Kyler Murray and with a bad offensive line. Yeah. What are you gonna do? And all their receivers are below five ten. Yeah, it's like a, they're gonna it's a have like group. the shortest receiving core in the league. Yeah, now I do like a lot of the stuff they did in the draft. They did a lot of good stuff in the draft, but it, I mean, it doesn't fix their team. And their and their front seven is awful. Like yeah, it's it's, it's, it's really pretty bad. bad. 
PJ Ojolari is a nice addition, but he can't save it. Yeah, um, like and and he's not even listed as a starter on our lab, which is weird. Um, it's like they don't have like much high level talent at all in their front seven. They did bring in uh, Kaiser White or Kaiser White, yeah, from, from Philly. Bengals. Um, but like their edge rushers are Maje Sanders and Cameron Thomas. Their linebackers are Zayvon Collins, who hasn't worked out really, and Kaiser White. And their interior defensive line is really rough. Uh, Rashard Lawrence, uh, Linky Fotu, and Jonathan Ledbetter. Like, that front seven is, is really weak. It's rough. Yeah, the secondary's not great either. It's, I mean, it, like, you have Buda Baker and Isaiah but Simmons. But even, like, Buda Baker is, like, he's talked about being traded. Yeah, like, he wants like he out. he requested a trade. Yeah. So we he don't know if he's going to be there long term. And then outside of him, they have Antonio Hamilton Sr., Jalen Thompson, Marco Wilson, and Isaiah Simmons, who is listed at Nickelback, weirdly. <laughs> Uh, he's been, I mean, that's where he plays a majority of his snaps, I think. Which is it's just interesting because he's huge. He's like yeah. a linebacker sized and nickelback. Yeah, it's it's weird. They're, yeah. they're going to have the number one and the number two pick. They're definitely going to be tanking hard. Yeah. Like, Which I, they I should. Like, if the, if Kyler Murray doesn't have to play much, I don't, don't think he's go, I don't think he's going to. Well, let him rest and find a trade partner. Well, that's trade the thing. Like, it's going to be really hard to trade him. Yeah, it is that because that contract... Big. And I'm I'm higher on Kyler Murray than most people. Like I, I know, will, but if you have the chance to get Kellen Williams, yeah. you're getting him. Well, I'm just saying that I'm high I'm higher on him, but he hasn't really played much, and he doesn't really have a like he doesn't really have a track record of playing well in the playoffs because he's only played once, and when he didn't make it, he struggled versus the Rams. So I'm not sure that teams are going to be that interested in, in that's fair in trading for him with yeah. that contract. Well, then so. maybe he does have to play. Maybe they need to play him. It's like it's like a catch twenty two. It's like a catch twenty two because it's like if you're wanting to get the first pick, you probably need to tank. Yeah. But if you also are trying to trade Kyler, you might need to show teams that like he can play. Yeah. That's but true. then if you play Kyler and he can play, then you might be winning games. Right, yeah, exactly. It's weird. So we believe, we both believe that the, that the 49ers and Seahawks are finishing 1-2, and two, right? Yeah. Who is finishing 3-4? Like, what's uh, the order, you think? I would think that the Rams probably finish 3 and the Cardinals finish 4 just because I feel like the Cardinals are going to be more apt to, like, purposefully tank. I, I agree, and I think like Matthew Stafford's going to play day one, and yeah. he's better than Colt McCoy. They also have Aaron Donald on defense, and yeah. I, and obviously he, he's not going to make that defense good by himself, but I feel like they just have more high level talent, and like they do have Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford. Yeah, and like I'm just going to take the team with a better quarterback, finishing with a higher record. Right, it makes sense. So yeah, both teams are gonna be really bad, like really, really, really. It's bad. gonna be rough. Like they could both be like the two worst teams in the league. Yeah, like that's how bad they are. I think the best team in the league will be Philly. Like the be- not in the league, not in the league. The best team in the NFC will be Philly. Yeah, and then like after that, it's like probably San Francisco and Dallas. Like it was last year, and yeah. I, I and I would agree with that. Yeah, I, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um. And then you're looking at your teams like Seattle, Detroit, I think, um, maybe Minnesota, yeah, and then on New Orleans, I think, will win their division too. I think the Commanders could be an interesting team, like a sneaky. They could be like maybe, yeah, maybe maybe they sneak into the uh, the wild card. That's what I'm saying too. It just depends on Sam Howell 
Yeah. It, it depends on what they want to do. Are they like, right. let's rock with Sam through those struggles? Or is it like, let's rock with Sam if he's good, if he sucks, let's bring in Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, and I think the Saints are going to be a top four seed uh, winning the NFC South. And I think the Falcons could be a wild card team. Yeah. They could also miss the playoffs. Um, But, yeah. And then, yeah. That's pretty much all I have to say. Do you have anything else you want to bring up or note? No, nah, man. I'm excited to get into the AFC in the next episode. Yeah, that'll be a lot the of next fun. next episode that I'm here. That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, that's all we have for today's episode of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, like Thomas said, and like I mentioned at the beginning, uh, we're going to be breaking down the AFC in the next episode of this series. So stay tuned for that. But hope you all enjoyed this episode, and we will see you all next time. Peace. <laughs>